You're watching The Green Machine live, your home for Irish football news and nostalgia. Dave, your host, joined by Nick and Martin. And we are back, back in Blighty. Nick's still in Dublin where he always is. Lads, another window, another bit of traveling, exhausting, another hole in my pocket, a hole in my soul. What, uh, what did we make of it, lads? Give us a rating out of 10. Go on, Nick, out of 10, how's the window? Straight off the bat, Bosh. Uh, we'll go for a four, I would say. Four. Martin? <laughs> I'll go for six. Go for a six. You are always, I'm always positive. positive. I know. Always. Yeah. It's a complete pile of shite, but it's like, no. Um, as always, lads, we are, for you guys watching, we are the voice of the fans. Or we like We try to be anyway. So, as always, we want you to have your say. I'm going to make it official. There you go. Have your say. Leave a comment and get involved. Tell us what you think. What did you think of the window? Do you think Kenny's still the man? Is he still the man to lead us forward? I want to hear from you. If you didn't manage to get on the live show last night, now's your opportunity. We're going to be live for about the next 30 minutes. I want to hear from you. If you don't think Kenny's the man, who do you think should take over? So have your say. You know what to do, lads. Go in the comments. We'll read them out. Just keep them sort of half class. Not even half classy. A tenth classy. Just don't get a sued, yeah? <laughs> uh, so a bit of a busy but brisk one tonight, lads. Um... I just got in from London not too long ago. Um, Martin, how's your uh, how's your journey back? Yeah, an early start today. You know, I got in late yesterday afternoon as well. So it was great to see though a lot of the fans and stuff be recognised. Yeah. It was quite nice as well. We know the pod's doing quite well, so it was nice to hear appreciation. I thought the post match went down really well, Dave. So that was fair play to you for doing that. But yeah, look, it's it's a bit of a rush as it always is going in on that afternoon flight and then early start then back up in the morning. But um, yeah, an interesting night. I mean, look, the football was what it was. It was a tough game, wasn't it? Um, you know, I mean, wasn't the best performance, obviously. The first Don't half. give it away, Martin. Don't give it away now. We're going to talk about yeah. that in a second. Just want to but, hear um, how you're thinking about was. me. Yeah, I know. I do. It's feel about you. Knack- I feel knackered. But um, no, it's good. I ran into, I did have a, managed to have a quick chat with Stephen Kenny. And I'll obviously come on. I thought he was a bit yeah, we'll have a chat about that relieved, probably. Um, and <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, overall, like I said, I'll give it a six out of ten, and and it was a it was a hard, hard, long kind of drawn out hmm. end of June yeah. camp, wasn't it? And it was it indeed. Should be on a holly bobs. Nick, how about yourself? You you all refreshed? You you know we we are we are. It is reaching half nine. We are in the danger zone, Nick. How, how yeah, no, I Jesus, I was home about half an hour last night. I couldn't believe how quickly I got home. But um, well, that's no, look, you leave at half time. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't far off it to be honest. No, look, it's um. <laughs> Yeah, four out of ten. As I said, I I think it's I think Stephen Kenny's taking us as far as he can, and I know we're going to discuss it. Oh, we are going to discuss it, and we want you to discuss it out there as well. Tell us what you think. Is Stephen Kenny the man to bring us forward? We're going to get to the comments towards the end, so we're not ignoring them. Just tell us what you think. Has he taken us as far as Nick says? Was the window six out of ten, as Martin says? Was it four out of ten, like Nick says? Tell us. We want to know. From you guys out there so we see those comments coming in keep them coming in we will read them uh my window yeah i i mean it was lovely to get back to the homeland for a little bit um homeless didn't get out of the homeland tonight uh ryanair have made the list now i always fly with ryanair i try not to fly with ryanair but you know i decided them an easy or easy jet or whatever and you know like i get the the bag the single baggy under the front under the front uh, seat, jobby, you know, just under the thing, mm. you know, one pair of pants, just turn them inside out, grand. 
Um, that, that's <laughs> Martin. He knows what I'm talking about down there. Um, but yeah, anyway, so the flight was delayed. I'm at gate one one six. I'm getting on. This guy, Ryan Arfella, I'm not going to mention his name. He's walking up and down. He's prowling up and down. Now we're late, okay? And they need to get the plane out as soon as possible. And he's what? And he's just looking. I see this lady with two bags. Can I look at your ticket there, please? Make sure he has priority in the extra bag. Oh, that's fine. And he's and I can see him looking at me in the corner of my eye. And I'm, you know, I'm literally like the next in line. I'm about to go. And he pulls me aside. I go, can I look at your ticket? Went, oh, here we go. Show him the thing. Now I've got the single backpack. It's a big bag, but it fits under the, the front. I've flown in with it. Pulls me aside. Takes me over to the, you know, the, the, the thingy. That is not the same size as the seat, as the, the, the space in front. Yeah. Yeah. And he goes, right, um, put that in there. So I'm trying to put this thing in. And it won't fit because there's like buckles and whatever, plastic buckles on it. He goes, oh, <laughs> that's oversized, mate. Sorry about that. That was pretty much his attitude. I'm like, look, I'm about to get on the plane. You know, we're late. It's 45 minutes late. You know, really? And he goes, oh, yeah, we're going to take some stuff out. So I start taking stuff out, get it in there. I get it in there eventually. And I mean, when it didn't go in the first time, we we're talking about like it was that much, right? It wouldn't go in. It was just the way the bag rooks up. And then he goes, oh, no, well, yeah, you may fit it in there, but uh, how are you going to get all this stuff that you've just made me take out? And I said, well, I don't know. I don't have another bag. Well, sorry. So I said, right, what, what do you want me to do here? And he goes, uh, I'm going to have to charge you. I went, really? I'm literally about like three people left to get on the flight. I'm like, all right. I didn't swear at him, but I wanted to. So get my stuff up. Like there's stuff everywhere. I go over to the desk and he goes, uh, right, charge him 70 quid. And she goes, I'm not charging 70 quid. We haven't got time for this. Like, we need to get the plane out now. Yeah. And I, and he's like, oh, oh, oh. And I look around to him, and I just went up to him and went, really? Really? Like, what, what was the point in this? He said, I've got my stuff in here. Oh, your bag is oversized. Yeah, by like two inches. Mm. You know, I flew in with the bag. Yeah, but there's more stuff. No, there isn't actually more stuff. It's actually one less, the, the tripod thing that broke in the pub. It's like, I'm literally standing there with my stuff, and I'm running, trying to get on the plane, and it's falling everywhere. I was absolutely livid. All up for what? And it's sent a report in. I said, like, for what? Like, really? Mm. Anyway, that's my uh, Ryanair. That's your story. rant, Dave. That's your rant. That is my rant. Ryanair are bastards. I'm, a, I'm actually. <laughs> Jesus, really... Yeah, but you're telling us nothing we don't even already, we already know. <laughs> that's the thing. We've all been caught out by them. They do that all the time, don't they? That, but, I've never yeah. had. Do, do you know what? I haven't had an issue with them. Uh, probably 2005 was the last one. I had a whole other fucking podcast. But it was like, really? Like, I'm about to get on the plane. You could delay the plane even further. And if that's delayed, they get fined, which is going to be a lot more than 70 quid. But anyway, just unbelievable. I know, right? I'm preaching to the choir. And it's kind of <laughs> when I say that to them, they're going to be like, eh. You know, well, your, your bag was like two inches to your bag. But anyway, that's my rant for the day. Right. Shall we get into it from one rant to another? So we beat Gibraltar 3 0. There was talk uh, before the game that this was a do or die. In fact, people were saying that uh, before the Greece match. This was a real test. Uh, the match in Athens, if we don't win, if we, well, if we lose, what next? And we did lose. The performance was poor. So then it came to Gibraltar and it was a case of, well, we're going to beat Gibraltar, or we should, but it's going to be by how many. It's going to be how dominating the performance was. Uh, I think we can all agree, chaps, nil-nil at halftime. It was very, very poor. Kenny played five at the back. He did play Jason Knight as a right wing back. We actually did okay, to be honest. And James McLean is 100 cap. Congratulations, James, if you're watching. Um, 
he was playing left wing back. Wasn't great. Half time uh, t- takes off uh, Nathan Collins, puts on Mikey Johnson, goes for a, fo- a traditional four four two. Looks a lot better. And they make a mistake, and we pounce on it, and that's it. It's three nil. Everyone was a bit happy. I did notice. Excuse me. I did notice that at half time there was a smattering of booze. Not too many in front of the uh, forty two thousand fans. Apparently that uh, showed up. What you make of that? Where are forty two thousand fans of that? No, absolutely not. There wasn't no, was loads, no. loads of tickets given away as well. Loads of kids yeah. there. Loads of football oh, teams. Um, which you know, and I, I like. I, Said before we, we press record, basically the the women's team were there as well. I don't, and I'm not saying that as the crowd, but the women's team—they're obviously on international duty this week. Yeah, they were there. The under 15s were there. All the all the under yeah, it was papered over. Been yeah, yeah and, and it was papered over. Because yeah. I got a bit of a stick for it. I said it was a bit of a sparse crowd. You could actually read Aviva, where I was on the crowd, and they were oh, 42,000. Come on, maybe 42,000. I'd say a lot oh. of tickets were given away by people who brought them in the package, as you had to do for yeah. the. For the Holland game and gave them to people they made who the money a game before because they, they made the money of 42,000, but 42,000 was yeah. not there last night, and that, that's often been the case in the past, though. I mean, it was a game yeah. that probably anyone had been to Greece and was no, pissed no. off with seeing that might not have gone. But one thing I would say is, um, the amount of people that just come in late is, is, is criminal. I mean, I know it's always the case, but that is something the FAI should definitely do and a drive that you get in there early now because. That has to be promoted mm. to do that. This is so annoying. You miss so much of the game where people don't, they come in, it's their first fucking time going to a game <laughs> and they don't even know where they're sitting. They can't read a seat number and, and the stewards are... Football snob Martin Prendergast, eh? No, it's just, uh, you don't need that. And then it's it... like, but No, I'm on about 25 minutes in, they're doing it. That's wrong. And well, it's, not, going, it's not good for the team brilliant. either. No, it's not. No, no, it's, it's very, I mean, it's something, you know. A bit like, bit like my rant fans. There's your rant, all right. Uh, but anyway, the match finished 3-0. Uh, it all seemed a little bit better, lads. So I'm going to put the question at Nick. Um, is that it? Is is Kenny safe? Have we turned yeah. the corner again? He's safe, but it's it's a running team, isn't it? I mean, we mentioned this the other night, didn't we, in the in the preview for Gibraltar. We, we expected them to win. I predicted 3-0, by the way, lads. The first prediction I've gotten right, I think, since we started doing the show. <laughs> Um, not a hard one to get right, but we 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 had a feeling they win. The concern of the other night was he went to four three three, didn't he? At halftime, and the big question is why would it? Why didn't he start with a four three three? Like if if he had done his homework on this Gibraltar side, um, who were very fatigued, they looked tired in the first half, and and we were always going to break them down. He he should have known that that would have worked a lot better. Mm. Um, but should it not turn- be credit given though that he changed? That was an argument from Amy Dunphy in the Dave, star. Dave, anyone, anyone could have spotted that. Anyone could have spotted. If you went on but Twitter after, if you went on Twitter on twenty minutes, anyone would have spotted that. I know, but he, you, know, you know, to be fair, one of the criticism. Look, I've got to play devil's advocate here. Otherwise, it's just got to be One Direction, but um, not the band. But like, there have been many times where in the past he probably would have waited till the eightieth minute to make that change. No, but you no, know, he did. He, he did spot it half time. To be no, fair, no, too. It's a basic. It's a basic decision. He's gotten right. But coming back to the original question, sorry, um, have we turned a corner? How many times have we been in this position where we've had a really bad performance and then we've come away with a, a good result? So look at the um, the Azerbaijan draw followed by the um, Serbia draw. You know, and and a decent performance to come after that. If you look at the the Portugal draw, if you look at the Luxembourg win away. If you look at the Armenia loss and then the Scotland win, it, it it's a recurring team and it's it's the inconsistencies of Stephen Kenny that are becoming the, the big concerns. So, you know, it was all it's always doom and gloom when we lose, regardless. 
but yeah. it's it's particularly bad when the when the performance is flat. You know, we're 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 very bad for celebrating glorious failures, but Athens was bad. Athens was one of the worst I've seen. And then we were always going to beat Gibraltar, but we've said this again and again and again. Nearly every show that we do around the international window, we say it. If there's a bad result, if you end the international window on a high, regardless of the opposition, if you're scoring goals, if you're if you're ending it high, then that's the narrative going into the next international window. I think. Right. So we were we were always going to beat Gibraltar. Um, mm. Yes, we had a bit of momentum, but we also have to keep in mind that that Gibraltar team had come off a very very impressive um, performance by their standards against the French. The, the exertions against the French were huge, and that was very telling after about twenty minutes against them. You know, any time they got the ball, they looked knackered. You know, they were getting dispossessed. Yeah, they're not professionals. They're semi pros. Yeah. Right. But 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 no, I, I I don't necessarily think we turned a corner. I just think it's the recurring theme of. We've we've a bad results, then we've a good results, and then okay. the narrative switches so, a bit. So business as usual. Martin, uh, how do you feel about it? Would you agree with Nick there? Business as usual, going around in circles, not not turning corners, going in circles. Yeah, it's business as usual now, and he's already, you know, the, the narrative now is that we're focusing on the two big games that are coming up, and you know, it's all about oh, the French will will win the group anyway, and we our main competition is getting something off them, and obviously beating the Dutch. That's the way he's setting it up now, and. You know, I think the lads even after the Greece game, I think I said it the other day, Doherty said, you know, we'd have taken four points from this this camp, basically. Now, we got three, but they were the three we, we fought. I mean, the point wouldn't have been too bad now, looking back at it in reflection no. against Greece with the poor performance as well. But we didn't get that, and it was a real poor performance. I would question, though, how late it took him to change it, why it needed to be changed at half time, because it wasn't working. We weren't able to break them down. And that is, again, we're crying out for that player, um, I know Nick said last week, didn't he? Jack Burns, the one we need to put in there. But we're crying out <laughs> for that player. Um, you know, a lot of the lads, they just don't... I know we're, you know, in the season. I'm not going to give them that, to be honest. But we just don't have... We just didn't play quick enough around the final third to kind of move... We were just moving it from one side to the other. And I, I would have... All right, he made the change. Fair play to him for yeah. that at half time. But I would have actually preferred Nathan Collins to have gone up front for 10 minutes because he didn't need to be at the back as that extra man and just put some long balls up there and try something different and challenge them to that because that, it was just rub. It was, it was just, it was all that, Jason Knight, wasn't it? That was, all it, was, was so, it, it was, right. it was so obvious that we needed to just drive at Gibraltar because the thing about those teams who, who play very, very deep like Gibraltar, they, the, the worst thing you can do is knock the ball around them because they get set and then they can defend. Yeah. And that's all they did for the first half. We needed to actually drive. And when Mikey Johnson came on at halftime, um, he was able to drive them. They weren't able to get set. And we were having a little bit more joy. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's 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 tactical inadequacy. Um, you know and the, the, the formation, the shape, and the yeah. the system was completely wrong for the game. And, and, he, and he has to have that. But lads, here's the thing we keep saying. The, the change at halftime, he has to have that before the game. He has yeah. to. How can yeah. you get that wrong? I... I... One thing I noticed with the Irish team is there's no aggression. Every top team has aggression. Man City lose the ball. They're aggressive. The great Barcelona team on a prep mm. at your heels constantly. There was always that aggression. You lose the ball, you get it back. There's no aggression in the Ireland team. There's no drive in the Irish team. There's no purpose, I find. Purpose gives you aggression because you know what you want. You know what you're after because you've been told what to do. That's aggression. That's That comes from the manager. That comes from the coaches. I always look back. Raheem Sterling, 2014 campaign with Liverpool. He was bullying people like twice his size off the ball. Not because he's a tough man, because he's aggressive, because yeah, the coach, yeah. that's come from the coaching staff. And you don't need weeks and months with that. You know, that, that's a team talk. 
know, that that's brought in from the management. Another thing I, I, I noticed as well, you're playing a team like Gibraltar, you've got your two best headers of the ball, uh, Nathan Collins and arguably Darrow Shea. You know, why not have John Egan at the back, holding line with Bazuna behind him? You put your two centre forwards in there because the whole point of playing wing backs is you get men in the box. You flood the box. You yeah. just you just you just bombard. You know, maybe McLean can't do it. Oh, he did okay, but Jay, but Jason Knight, he had so much time. You just play him in constantly. Just get mm-hmm. the ball to Jason Knight. Boom, he goes in. He gets the balls, and when you start covering him, and then you leave space on the left side, well, their right side. Then you start playing them to, to J- James McLean and you flood the box. You have John Egan at the back. So if you do break away, you got John Egan can hold them up. Then you get your lads back. Yeah. You, do, you do it quickly. You do it quickly. Yeah. Like the the, the, Just the big like difference that. last night, James McLean in the first half kept taking an extra touch and allowing the Gibraltar team to get They set. all kept taking extra in, touches. In in the second night. half, in the second half, um, obviously the, the, the first goal comes from a deflection and, and a tap in, but but the two goals came from McLean whipping the ball in quickly not taking that extra touch, whipping the ball in quickly, peppering the box and not letting Gibraltar to get set. And what happens now? Look, they were knackered Gibraltar, but what happens? We get two goals out of it. So, you know, you, you have to have that sus before the game. You have you to know, have that sus before the game. You know what I noticed as well? And I mentioned it on the, on the post show was I don't right halfway line is there. And over here, um, O'Shea, he's got Jason Knight here in oodles of space. Oodles of space. There's no one on him. So instead of just playing the ball into him, to, you know, get get a gun. He passes it to Egan, and then Egan has a look around, and he passes it to to Knight. And then he goes to run, and then all of a sudden he's being bombarded. I kept seeing that all night. It's like hey, he's on, he's on. Just hey. just just play him in. That's where it's going. It's going to they, him anyway. They definitely overplayed last night. The way they switched it, it was just so because it's not natural. I mean, and, and ironically, the the Greeks did it to us the other night really quick. And Kenny said we couldn't mm. cope with them doing it. And yet we were so slow doing it. And that's the thing. You have to keep your wide so wing backs though? really wide. And then they're delivering it. And even crosses from deep. You know, that that, that should have been me. They always wanted to go like the, in the corner and deliver it. Um, I found, I thought, I'll be honest, I thought, I thought Cullen, again, he, he was just getting, he was getting the ball and he didn't need it. And he wasn't able to switch it quick enough. He, he was the one that he could have missed out in the midfield. It shouldn't have to go oh. to him to then open up and switch it. And that's a problem I, for I just him. Think they're really op- yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you, are you uh, have I convinced no, you? No, now, no, no, because I don't think that's really his game. And this is what my, my point is. It's not is. his game. He, do, he doesn't you, play you that role for Burnley. You don't need him in a game like that, really. You probably didn't need him. Now, you know, because you don't, you don't need, need to whole be having someone. Role, you don't need that. No. Yeah. So, that's where he's got it wrong. He should have gone with four from the start or if he wanted to go at the back. You know, you didn't have to have it so secure. Like, mm. I think what he was expecting was we'd get an early goal. They might open up and we might just open them up just with quality and, and get three or four that way. And, you, no and, risk. Then, and then it's there's no risk to that. that no that risk. No risk on four. Because if you look at if you look at Jamie McGrath and Will Smallbone yesterday, like McGrath put himself about. He was tidy on the ball, but he, he wasn't he wasn't picking out. He wasn't picking no. out the passes. He wasn't lifting his head. He was going for the safe option every time. Smallbone was getting absolutely dr- um, drowned out of it. So, you know, you, you've them two lads. And, and as, as I said, like on the surface to people, McGrath might have looked all right last night. But to be honest, like he, the, the, the balls he wasn't picking out or the balls he wasn't spotting because he wasn't lifting his head. Smallbone was a little bit anonymous last night. You, you need guys who can hold on to the ball, pick the passes. And against, scenario, against the likes of Gibraltar, you have to take the risk. And they didn't. Do you know, one thing I noticed as well, I actually said it on the group. And Brown, he wasn't the only one that did this because we just gave a previous example. Brown has the ball, right? He's in space. 
and Jason Knight is overlapping him. But there's a man up his arse, right? Not literally. <laughs> but there's a man on him, okay? He's in this. So Brown's here. Loads of space. He's on the edge of the box. Just cross it in. Just whip it in. Yeah. Instead, Knight's here. He's got a marker on him. That's actually the guy that should be marking Brown, but he's lost him. You know, because it's Gibraltar. Yeah, yeah. Following him, he's got loads of space. What does he do? Plays a Knight. I'm like, just, just, yeah, but they're, they're just limited. cross it. Yeah. They're overplaying. They're the overplaying. They're limited. They're to, yeah. yeah. And, is yeah. that, lads, is that instruction? Though? Is, is that down to the... Like, I honestly, like, I know I give out about Jamie McGrath, but look, he's a tidy player. Um, I've seen him pick out passes. Is that down to the manager being overcautious and saying we need to overplay it? We need to maybe shift the defenders out of out of position? Or is that a case of the players not actually having the ability to, to pick out those I, passes? I, I think it's a combination. Or a combination. Yeah. Because yeah, a combination. I'm, I'm sitting there watching it. And I'm, I'm, you know, and it drives me mad when I'm watching football, when I'm watching it on TV. Now, maybe it's different when you're watching it from that, that angle than when you're actually on the pitch. So I, I will give him that. I'm like, just play him in. And he doesn't need fast about with it. And you go, Jesus. Like some of them, they are so poor. They do not have any vision or a very poor vision on the pitch. And then you have, I think, a little bit of Kenny going. Like, for example, uh, John, you know, Darrow Shea, he's got the man over here. But I'm going to play to this guy and over. That's coaching. That's instruction. And that's doing what the manager wants. Yeah. And that's him not having the nous and the confidence to go, you know, I'm just going to play this guy. What's the coach going to say? No, no, you know, pass it to him and around. No, it's going to him. There's loads of room on him. If I pass it to him, they go, oh, we know where this is going. And then the chance is gone. The space is gone. It's all about triangles. It's all about space. And time is sometimes a little quick through ball, just like that. Just, just cut out the middleman sometimes. I think that was extra couple of seconds. I think when Johnson came in, we put more balls into uh-huh. play quicker around the edge of their box. I, I think that's that's what he brought to it. And even Troy Parrott, I actually think it really showed up how ineffective against a deep lying team Obafemi was. He's not good enough at that, holding up the ball no. and looking after it. And he, he wasn't really on it. I mean, he got injured, didn't he? But what, I don't even know how he got injured. One thing uh, I'd say I, about I, that I, is I did. they didn't realize they didn't realize how that he was injured and struggling for about four or five minutes. They didn't have anyone warm up. And I don't know what he was doing out there, but he was like hobbling around and stuff. It was he took a shot. That's yeah. how he injured. I was watching him and he pulled up and I went, he's injured. And then yeah, you're right, five or six minutes. He probably so got him to Yeah, five or six minutes. But, but like he's he, he's very limited. He he's where he's gonna be really important for us is when a team is attacking us and it's a counter-attack. It's that yeah. If you think back to Glasgow when we had the breakaway with him and Troy Parrott, um, I think it was that was it? I think he was on the pitch that time. But that's or, or even if it yeah. wasn't Parrott, it's that yeah. type of play. When you break away at pace and you're running at you, he did get away a few times, but it kind of got out of his feet and away from him. But um, what I would say again, though, just on the forwards, I mean, I thought I, I thought that game. I would have liked to see. I think Parrot can play in that role behind forwards and be a bit clever and creative. I would have liked to have seen that. Um, but I will say, 18 years old, he's completely the real deal. Evan Ferguson. I thought he was brilliant how he got into the game. Very unselfish as well, and worked really, really hard. I mean, the goal is brilliant. Uh, the header it's a fantastic finish and yeah. he was very unlucky not to get another one then and I, I thought he was very very good to be fair he's a shining light I mean um, and quickly we're, we're, we're going to get into the comments because we've got a fair few uh, there so I mean he's going to stay on to, to the end well he's going to stay on at least till September he's got a contract till March uh, very oddly reading in the in the star before I got my plane uh, Amy Dunphy's all for him Oh, absolutely all for Stephen yeah, Kenny. He really that. wants to, Stephen Kenny to stay on. He does make a couple of points, but then you got to remember he's managed three years in the job. Um, it's 
So very quickly, are we? Nick, is he is he the man for you, or do you think we need well, someone else? Well, well, just before we do, um, we surveyed the fans uh, oh. just at the start of the show, and we can we can go through the oh, results on. maybe at the very end of the the episode. But at the moment, it's forty five percent Kenny in, fifty five percent Kenny out. So we might we might revisit that at the end. Um, for for me, as I said, my my big issue is the inconsistencies. We've been in this position so many times. Lose a game, it's really bad. We get a result and it's prolonged. I think he's taken. I think he's done a. You know, I, th- I think he's done as much as he can. He's blooded the young lads. He's gotten us passing the ball a bit more, but he can't actually. Um, he he, he can't take us to the next level. Okay. And and he's put in the groundwork for someone else. And he will be there till March. I've no doubt about it. I've absolutely no doubt that he's going to be there for the do rest. Do you think of the he campaign. should? Do you think he, should, he deserves the rest of the campaign? Just see how it goes. I, I think we're out of the Euros now and I think I think he should be gone and we should have someone to come in and okay. g- g- give a good bash to the campaign and rebuild and put their stamp on things before the next World Cup campaign. Uh, that's what I think. Okay. Uh, Martin, uh, do you is he still the man for you? Uh, two questions. That's the first one. Second one, uh, if not, do you think he should be given the rest of the campaign? Or if so, do you think he should be he given the rest still, of the campaign? He's still the man for me. Um I think he will get the end to the end of the campaign as well. I just think there's no one out there at the moment. But I'm going to say something now. I would not be surprised to see him walk away after the next two games to France. And I think he'll well, give a crack of it. But I think if we don't get results, then he'll go before October. Well, here, here's I think a... he would step aside and let the next person come in and go, right, I failed. Bring in someone else and do it early. I, 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 I just think the body language in him is not right at the moment. I think maybe I he's in... had a hard camp three Go weeks on. or whatever together. Can I come in really quickly, just just for two seconds there? I I actually think he might get a result against the the French or the Dutch in one of those games, a, a draw or something like that. And I'm just afraid it'll mask the long term. Like I, I I don't see us going into the next World Cup campaign with Stephen Kenny and being successful. But I I can see him getting a couple of nice results between now and the end, and us being and us having the exact same com- conversation. Um, in a couple of years' time during the World Cup qualifiers, if he's there. Okay. Well, here's what the table looks like at the moment. And I'm just trying to get it up there. Here you are. Uh, France are on top of four, uh, 12 games. They've won uh, all four games that they played. Sorry, 12 points from four games. They've won all four. Uh, Greece have played three. They've got six points during second. Uh, we are in third with three points, having played three games. And ho- uh, the Netherlands are on three points as well, having only played two. So look, uh, here's the thing for me. Uh, I think he should be given the rest of the campaign. Just just give him the rest of the campaign, see what happens. You never know. He might turn it around. I don't think he will. I don't think he will. And I think it's an absolute shame. I, I think he's made too many mistakes. I don't think he's learned. I think he's shown that now the pressure is getting to him a little bit. And I think that's unfortunate. Uh, people have turned around and said, you know, well, he, he, he's had a, the easiest ride from any other Ireland manager in recent history. Well, that is because Stephen Kenny was brought in, not just to manage the Irish football team. He was brought in to essentially fix Irish football. In a nutshell, that's pretty much what he's had to do. So that's why he was given time by the media who are now starting to go, well, I don't think this is kind of working now because we seem to be going around in circles. We're making the same mistakes. I think he should be given the rest of the campaign. Just see how it goes out. At the end of the day, it's a very young team anyway. So whoever comes in, whoever comes in is going to be, and we've said this before, whoever comes in, I think is going to be a very lucky manager. He'll have Smallbone, who has struggled in the last two games, and he hasn't like him, but he has struggled. He's been a bit anonymous. 
and he, uh, you know, Malumbi Knight, Cullen, all those lads. Amabama Delhi, who um, have we heard a little rumor about him, Nick? Nothing confirmed, just Chinese whispers, I suppose, that that Norwich are in talks with AC Milan. Um, the one thing I'd say is Norwich are, are a very, very stern team when it comes to selling their players to big clubs. Max Ahrens is a good example, you know, linked with Bayern Munich and Barcelona, and they they couldn't uh, they couldn't yeah. do a deal with Norwich, either of them. So, you know, I don't think it's a guarantee that he'll go to AC Milan, but it, it does seem that they're in talks. But his profile, his profile is high. He's a quality player. He was also missing as well. And yeah, you know, so there is some real talent coming through here. But I do think that uh, the, this team is capable of doing better. If this team had aggression, if this team had aggression, it would be getting more, it'd be doing a lot better. Our win ratio would be a lot higher. You need aggression. Every Ireland, every good team has aggression under Jack, under Mick. They were always aggressive, not dirty, aggressive. And I think that's me lacking. That comes from the management. It's just all these little things. So that's why I don't think it's going to happen for him. But uh, look, we'll see what happens in September. Uh, we got uh, France and Paris on the Thursday, I think. And then on Sunday night, which is weird, we have uh, the Dutch at home. Um, right, we're going to get on to the comments, lads. Uh, cheers for that, always fascinating. We're going to start with the first one here. And also, we do have that poll, Nick. Please remind me at the end to see, at the moment, 45% Kenny in, 55% Kenny out. I think that's how it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, here is the first comment. Uh, it comes in from uh, Irish Football Retweets. and We won't put it on the screen. Uh, I pres- It's about Stephen Kenny. And he does, sorry, Nick, he does give credit to Irish Kieran, who's on Twitter, your mate. Nice. No, mate, mine. Uh, oh, <laughs> ah, no. Ah, no. Shots Go on, move on, move on, come on. <laughs> oh, hmm. Um, so anyway, uh, he said the thought was not his original. It was actually the Irish Kieran on Twitter about Vladimir Petrovich, Petrovich, uh, the former Switzerland manager who had uh, great success with them for eight years. He was on 900,000 euros a year. A Switzerland manager. He's 59 years of age. Didn't last long when he went to Bordeaux and as out of work now nearly 15 months. He might be looking for another international job considering his age. He's got tons of international experience, a really, really good record and also there's no Irish candidate with a good enough CV really to be the Irish international manager. Steve Kenny supporters have always said who said to replace them? Well, Petrovic seem, Petrovic's record uh, seems to easily surpass Kenny's. Kenny's on 500 grand at the moment, a year, apparently. Uh, I know there's a difference of 400,000 euros there, but there's a deal to be done with bonuses, match wins, and qualification, that kind of thing. So, um, I, by the way, Irish football retweets, thank you very much for that. We do appreciate you're always uh, always watching and retweeting your stuff. Uh, Nick, what do you think of that? That's that's an interesting one, Mr. Petrovic. Yeah, no, I've seen some good points over the last few days of people saying, Let, let's go for a coach with maybe an older coach with a bit of international experience who plays a modern style of football. And and um, Petrovic could do that. You know, we, we've we've come up against them, you know, with the Swiss. And um, they, they schooled us a couple of times, really. So, yeah, some, someone like him could be good. Um, wage would be an issue if he's available. Well, he, he is available, but whether or not he's willing to take the job, if you want something kind of in Switzerland or, or kind of around yeah. there, would he be willing to take another international job or would he want a club job? Because, you know, he was with the Swiss for a long, long time, nearly 10 years. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but a, a good shout, I think. It's um, that kind of profile, I think, will be good. Okay. A bit out of left field. What about yourself, Martin, quickly? Would you have to see someone like Petrovic, someone a bit out of left field? No. Um, quite simple. It's not going to happen. 
they're not going to go foreign. They're going to go Irish for out now. Um, they've invested too much. They've invested too much into the coaching structure now, qualifying a lot of our ex players as well. Might not have the experience yet, but that's what they've invested in this new structure strategy. I think if if he's going to go, I think it will go to someone high profile, which which would be the likes of John O'Shea. But okay, maybe no experience, but John O'Shea would bring a bit of credibility to it a little bit. I think he'd be totally opposite to um, to Stephen Kenny with the media. You know, respected mm. player, ex-player, over 100 caps, what he's won in the game, can put the medals on the table. I think he's obviously going to be a hero to a lot of these young lads as well that he would end up coaching, managing. Um, I think that's the kind of long-term plan, to be honest. Okay. I think that's what will happen. Channel Eventually. All right. All right. Uh, we're going to crack on with the comments. Brennan Keishan. Kenny has to go. Fair enough. Daryl O'Connor, story. Let's Daryl. Thank you so much. The legend, the man. He was my cameraman over in Geneva. He was brilliant. Thank you so much for that, Daryl. You're an absolute Geneva. Star. Uh, Athens, Jesus. Greece. Oh, Begins with G. Oh, oh, it's another trip you're talking about, is it? I was another trip. I did go to Geneva. <laughs> so I'm just saying. Uh, Michael Cooney. His record has been poor. Five wins in 23 games. Yeah, it, it hasn't really been great. John Griffin with a thumbs up. Watching on Facebook as always, John. I hope you're doing well, pal. Daryl O'Connor again. I think we need to switch to a four at the back going forward. Bring the extra man to midfield, maybe a four five one. A wing max are brutal, but Kenny in still or is for me. Kenny in still for me. Daryl is a Kennyite. Uh what you make of that, Nick? I think we need to have the ability to alternate. Throw it up again there, Dave. Sorry. I think we need the, the ability to to alternate between formations, you know, be, between the five at the back when we need to, if it's purposeful, and the four at the back. But I mean, you know, he he didn't use um he didn't use four at the back because he said we didn't have wingers. I think the reason he went with three at the back is because Anthony Barry went with that. I think he had a lot of respect for Anthony Barry. I think he was inspired by Anthony Barry, but Anthony mm. Barry wasn't there to to follow it through. Uh, in terms of the wing backs being brutal, yeah, I mean, look, Matt, Matt Doherty's just been hugely inconsistent for Ireland. Seamus Coleman was excellent at wing back against France. I think if Ryan Manning with the potential to come back, it's a big shame. Robbie Brady just hasn't come back to full fitness. Danny McNamara can play as a wing back as well. Bessie Abazelli, if he gets a bit of game time next season, can play a wing back as well. So we 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 have lads that can do a job in there, but they they haven't necessarily done it for us so yeah. far, unfortunately. Okay, that's fair. Uh... Were you going to say something, Martin? Yeah, I was going to say something. Yeah, I'm just going to say, like, look, I know I am a fan of O'Dowda. You're not going to be surprised. But I think just, I think, not not because of the O'Dowda situation, look, he was poor against Greece, of, of course. I thought Linehan as well was, Darren Linehan was very poor as well. Um, but I, I just think he's got it wrong with his team selection there. Like, I, I don't understand how even, we said it in the, the Greece game, you know, even playing Doherty, Look, Jason Knight played against France. Why, why have you not given him the opportunity there? Like, what have you seen in Lenehan that he's now O'Shea was good enough to come in for him in this game mm. and play quite well last night? What was it about McLean that you were, were you going into this camp and going, he's going to get his 100 cap in this? And he, he, he kind of made a rod for his own back with the McLean thing last night that he was never going to be able to sub him, really, unless McLean scored and was going to go off to a standard See, ovation. Jack... If McLean had been horrific, I thought McLean was excellent last night. He yeah, was. He yeah, brought the energy. One of his, yeah, he one brought of his the energy games, to us. Yeah. I thought, and he was so desperate to score and really unlucky. But I thought he was fantastically creative again last night. I, I like I like McLean as a left-back, as a left-wing-back, because he's just, just a batting ram. And your wing-back should be batting rams. Your job is to run like Forrest Gump down the wing and get the ball in. That's your job. Just give, him, give it to me. I'm going to run down this way. You've got the ball. 
you look up, you're going to hit it in this direction because you know I'm going to be there because that's what you do in training. I'm going to run here. You're going to hit it without even looking up because you know I'm going to be there nine times out of ten. That, that's what your wingback does. That's what makes you successful, one, one, which is what we don't do. One thing I would say, though, I don't, I don't think it's the most harmonious camp now. And you're going to piss people off in the squad if, you're, if you are um, not picking them and playing them. I think, you know, it was telling, I think I said from the Greece game, Obafemi didn't do the press conference after he'd mm. been picked, uh, not been picked. And yet he was just supposed to do that. That's not fantastic. Um, I think he probably has that in him over Femi. Um, you know, I, I can't imagine O'Dowd is very impressed with how he was kind of the scapegoat for all right, he played poor, but he was kind of the scapegoat and he's dropped against a weaker team. Right. He okay, that's fine. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's fine. We're gonna have that. Gosh, you always have to try and defend them, don't you? But, but no, no, I'm just saying I I just Kills think he, you. I think he even bringing on Jeff Hendrick, I, I think I just don't understand what, what that was about when you know, Mark Sykes he, has been with you for three three weeks he, in a camp. Why not bring someone on like that? He does um, strike me as someone who wants to keep the. He's probably. Do you know what I think it is, lads? <clears throat> I think he's quite um, worried, and he's quite aware of the fact that I'm a League of Ireland manager, and I've never managed in the Premier League. I've only managed Dun Dunfermline up in the SPL, and these guys will look down on the League of Ireland. So he's trying to keep them on side. I think that's what he's trying to do. I think he's trying to keep the senior players on side. Uh, yeah, Which, may, maybe, but I, I, that's I, my opinion. I just think he, he can. I'm not saying it's right. Been, but I don't think. I, I don't think so. I think he just thought that was the right, yeah. the right change, and it wasn't. Liam Scales as well. Like we've never yeah, seen again. him play for Ireland, yeah. and he he probably should have been given a run. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, goes back to they're November. Not gonna be happy. They're not going to be happy. Yeah, exactly. It does. That that's the thing. Here, they're not going to be happy. Here's the thing, right? If you're a player on the fringe, right, and you're going to accept, right, I'm going to play against France. Okay, I'm probably not going to play in this qualifier, that qualifier. But when you are not selected, and I'm going back to November, imagine you're a fringe player. You're not selected to go in that camp. You go to the camp, you don't get game time. That's going to piss you off because you're like, well, what's the point? I'm not going to get a chance to prove myself. The, the other the other thing I say to that, though, Dave, is did they do enough in the camp? Like, did Mark Sykes do enough in the camp? So th th it's all well and good them going away, but them getting called up. There also means that. That, that, that they have to cash you out the there, manager. There so maybe, maybe they didn't. I don't, Mark, I, Sy I mean, Mark Sykes had, had a nice little purple patch earlier in the year, but I wouldn't I necessarily fancy him. I wouldn't I hear, necessarily fancy him. I hear you on that one, but they must be really bad. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Martin, I have to go after him again, but if you're playing Calma Dowd as a, as a right wing back, you cannot play system him as a right wing back. Because yeah, that, that's, that's, that doesn't what he was going to do there. That's, yeah, but that's what he was trying to do and create, wasn't it, from the Malta game? And he, he saw something then against Malta and judged it on that. I mean, the same thing. This is what I'm saying about Kenny. The inconsistencies of his team selection is a concern to me because, you know, Lenehan's a weird one, right? When you've gone O'Shea for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and that even, was strange. Ethan Smallbone wasn't good enough. Like, man of the match performance in his debut wasn't good enough to start against France, yet starts in a real high-profile game away to Greece where you can probably be a bit more, you know, tighter there. You know, you don't have to be as creative with, if that was the idea of having him I him in there. For that like reason. him as a right wing back, by the way. I like to, I want to see him against better opposition. I'd like, I'd like to give him a go uh, as a right wing back. I think against uh, France in Paris, give him a go as a right wing back. If it doesn't work out, then move to four. Maybe a four four two or, or something, you know. Just just then put him into the midfield, absorb it, play with four in the middle. I, I'd like to see him as a right wing back because he was just busy, wasn't he? He was just bombing forward. He's just a battering ram. That's what you do. You just run. It's like he's got it. Yeah. He, you know, he clicked. That's what we're missing. That's that's what Odouda doesn't do. That's what Doherty can't do anymore. That's what Coleman can do every now and again. But he's 34, 35. Anyway, Rads, we're going to move on uh, the comments here. 
Paul Cullerton, great show, lads. Thanks for all the episodes of the International Break. Congratulations on rising up the podcasting ranks. And what is he talking about there, Nick? Rising up the <laughs> podcasting ranks. Yeah, number five in Ireland, so number an all-time five. high for us, which is which five. is excellent. Yeah, five. Number five in Ireland. I think, what, ninth or eighth was our highest position. Now we're number five. And that's down to you lovely, lovely people out there. So thank you very much. And we do mean it, actually. Uh, without your support, we'd absolutely be nothing here. Well, they would. I wouldn't. Uh, great. Yeah, and the international break. We had loads of shows. We had loads of content. We were out there on the street. All the fans running up to me and asking me what I'm doing. <laughs> what are you doing? But anyway, it was great crack. Uh, interesting nonsense on our, face, on our YouTube channel. Greece result was a major blow for qualification. We really needed to win that game. We were better against Gibraltar, but let's be honest, they are a pub team. They were knackered. They were knackered. They, they, they were awful, lads. They were really, really poor. They, yeah, they offered really nothing. poor. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Michael Cooney, three years we haven't improved. We've been eliminated from every competition. That's two games every time. But it's true, it's the same same as the Nations League, you know, same as the Nations League. Like, we've had two Nations League campaigns that have been an absolute disaster. Someone's been reading Philip Quinn there with that. Uh, You Philip Quinn in the skies. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Shambolic. Forgot the shambolic. Shambolic. Mm. Uh, Nuri Newick. Damning stat. Only twice with Gibraltar not being behind at halftime. 2019 versus Ireland and 2023 versus Ireland. That's very true. You know, I did see that. And that's 20... 19 that was against uh, that was yeah that was the one in Gibraltar wasn't it which yeah. if it wasn't for a top Randolph save we actually yeah lost that yeah just saying uh Jack over on YouTube four out of ten sorry four out of ten I don't know what that was four out of ten that's his rating on the window 135 minutes of turnable football followed by 45 minutes of a decent performance, which realistically consisted of a scrappy goal and two headers. To lose against Greece was a huge blow. 100%. Sometimes that's what you need, though, Jack. You'd need that bit of luck. And to be fair, Kenny does deserve a bit of luck. But yeah, like it didn't come from a great move. It was just scrappy defending. Uh, New York, again, had always supported Bosman Steel. Bosman Steel. Uh, but after these two results, I fear it's like the former T shock, the end of Kenny. Oh, oh I like that. Oh, I do like that. Actually, uh, Paul Cullerton, Kenny definitely deserves credit for getting Mikey Johnson to play for us. He's going to be a big player for us over the next decade, where he's starting or coming off the bench always makes an impact. Yeah, he's always busy, isn't he? He's an old school left winger, always busy. Uh, Kieran Boyle, how you doing, Kieran? Over in Florida, always watches us. Another lost campaign over already. Very little to be hopeful or positive about, not just with Kenny, but the squad in general. The change should be made now before September. Nobody believes we'll make a playoff, so let's move on. Don't know who, but. Not Kenny. Well, we're cleaning house. Get that Castori shite out of there. Back daddy, that's good. <laughs> Look good, play good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God bless you. God bless you, Kieran. Love you. Michael Kenny, who would want the job at the minute? I think more people will want, want the job than people think. You know, if you think of managers, they always want to be in the in the job, don't they? It's literally job to job and they're they're dying for employment. The Irish job will be very attractive. You know, would be, and um, it's who who we can afford rather than who will want it. I mean, the top, 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 top managers won't want it. You know, they'll they'll want club yeah. jobs, but I think a manager, on. yeah, I think a manager with international experience, um, maybe a manager who who's been on the circuit in the UK, someone like you know, I I don't I don't want him, but someone like Steve Bruce, someone like Sam Allardyce, I think they jump at the Ireland job. Oh, yeah. I don't. I I wouldn't have them. I wouldn't have them. But I I think someone like that they they'd find it very See, attractive. So you wouldn't. So you wouldn't, managers would want it. You would not want to have Steve Bruce. I don't think so. No. I, I 
no, not for me. No, hmm? not for interesting. me. Interesting and interesting nonsense. Stephen used to be predominantly a 4-3-3 man. Bizarrely, he started with three centre-backs against Gibraltar. He's regressed and got more cautious as he's come under pressure and scrutiny. That's a fair point. And I think that's what happened in November. And I know we keep going on about November. But I think... You know, you and I were talking about it, Nick. He, he, he was under pressure to get a result, so we picked his most senior squad against Malta. Our yeah. most senior team he could against Malta, and it actually backfired because there were lads that didn't want to get injured because it was before World Cup. And it wasn't uh, sanctioned by UEFA, so I'd imagine those players were under severe, like, they were getting that, the finger. Yeah. Mm. Not, not the middle finger, yeah. the other finger. Well, Vinny, uh, v- Vinny Perth alluded to that, didn't he, this morning? He, he said he said the second half of the game yesterday was the first time he's looked to Stephen Kenny and said, this is this is your team and this is your style. But, you know, as a manager, you, you have to make that call sooner. You have to. Absolutely. Uh, Kieran Ball. Tony Gavin is 66, still has a bastard of left foot. Give it, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Archduke 8199. We beat you, brought to 3-0. People are doing the bleeding Mexican way. Mother of Jesus. Yeah, I did not get involved in that nonsense. Reporter. See? Reporter. Jesus. Now, I mean, look, that is... That's the crowd who were there last night. That, that sums up the crowd. They weren't really footballing. They weren't, no, but they weren't really footballing people. That was kids wanting to have a good night out and stuff. And yeah. well, they came to the wrong place, didn't they? Well, the, the singing section didn't do it for ages. It took them a while yeah. to get into it, and maybe the the hardcores, the ultras, they 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 wouldn't do it for a while. Well, it took them a while honest, to get into it. Let's be honest, though. Right, I'm not I'm not sticking the boot in here to Stephen Kennedy, the boys in green. But what's there in the first half to get motivated about? It was lackluster. It was laborious. It was slow. It was prodding. It was rubbish in the first half. And I made a comment. I said, look, you know, so much for the hammering here. This We need to hammer these guys to really make a statement that we're, you know, we're okay. So much for the hammering. It's been very, very poor from the boys in green. They need a good boot up the hole at halftime. There's my tactical analysis. That's what I said pretty much word for word. That's what but they even just but, kick up but, the even this, but, but but I think there's a myth around the second half being really really good. We scored mm. three goals, absolutely. I also think there there there's a myth around the formation being the massive change. The massive the massive um the massive factor in the second half, lads, that won us the game was Gibraltar were absolutely bollocksed. And the yeah. other factor was we weren't allowing Gibraltar to get set. And the because first goal we, because we let them get set. In the, we got we let them get set in the first half, and they were defending away in the second half. Um, a penalty from a scrappy bit of play that wasn't down to the formation and two really really early balls in from James McLean where in the first half he was taking the extra touch that's what it was I, I think the formation we were we were penetrating them a bit more absolutely but you, you know a lot of a lot of that result came down to the fact that Gibraltar were knackered from Friday night against France yeah. and they were just they 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 were at their you know they were at their tether at that stage that that's that's the big factor lads and that's the reality okay uh, Jack uh, shambolic window like the this capped off 45 minutes of good football against Gibraltar is enough to keep you in the job. Dot, dot, dot. I knew the bar was low, but it's literally on the floor now. I don't think it's enough to keep him in the job, to be honest with you. But uh, I think I it think is, though. I actually think it is. I think it will be for some people because they desperately want the man to succeed. But for me, as I said, end of the, end, look, the end of the campaign, because there can be no there can be no arguments then. There could be no, oh, but you know, he could have turned it around. All he needed was 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 two draws. It, it, no, no, no. End of the campaign. And then it's like it's the problem work. is we're problem is we're in a better mood now because we're coming off a victory, regardless of who it's against. We're coming off a victory, we're coming off three goals. It was a great buzz seeing Adam Ida get his first goal, Mikey yeah. Johnson getting his first goal. It was a nice day. There was a bit of a buzz around the ground. So I we're all we're all in a good mood about it, but I, it I can't mask the issues. 
I wasn't in a good mood about it. I'm not in a good mood about it. I'm really not. And Martin, you can try and rein your positivity. You're about to say something. No, I, I am going to say something. I, 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 I'm just convincing more, myself more and more. I, I think I would not be surprised if he steps down. It, it, and I think the the FAI will have a meeting and chat about what what now. I, I would not be surprised. I'm telling. I just have a feeling. Body language, the, the in the camp, everything like that. I think. Do you I think, think he's lost the players, Martin? Partly, I do. Yeah, and I think even I don't know how harmonious it is in the background with with all the different coaches <laughs> and people like that, backroom staff and stuff. I, I think there's something going on. Here, here's a question I'm, I'm going to ask actually for for those of you listening at home. Now we are getting through the question. We'll get, we will get there. We're going to be on for another few more minutes. Has he lost his players? I think he has. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not delighted about it, but I think he has. I don't think that was a team that was playing for the manager last night. They they didn't have that zip or vigor about them. And I know we say that's about coaching, but it's also about willingness from the players, isn't it? It's all about, you know, I want to I want to run through walls for this man. And having performances where we've been quite intense, Scotland away, even though we lost, where it's been intensive. That was a that was a real hot atmosphere in Glasgow. We rose to that. We were very unlucky. That was a that was a team that was playing for the manager. Yes, they didn't seem like that. And I don't I know we won three 0 but yeah, the first goal was a scrappy goal and but yeah, just quickly, I probably should have asked that at the uh, at the beginning. Do you do you think he's lost the players, Nick? Quickly, I think a lot of those players are out for themselves, to be honest. You know, and, and yeah. the, the the main thing for them is that they're they're getting picked. You know, my, Michael Obafemi, I'm a big fan of him, but I think Michael Obafemi's biggest concern is that he's starting rather than Stephen yeah. Kenny is safe. Um, now there are guys. I think James McLean, to be fair to him, is very loyal to Kenny. There's a history there. You know, going back to the start of his career, Seamus Coleman, mm-hmm. I think, would be will be very disciplined and and loyal to any manager he plays for. Yeah. So I I don't know. I think I think some of them will be playing from. I'd say some of them, like any Justin footballer, will be playing, it, playing for any team, are, are kind of out for themselves. To be honest. So I I don't know. You, you'd have to kind of see it, Martin. You see more of the the dynamics of the team because I suppose you 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 uh, stay in the hotel with them. Mm. But you know, from from my point of view, as I said, I think with any footballer, that's that's the reality of their loyalty to managers. Yeah. They're, they're used they're used to managers getting sacked all the time. And um, I don't think Stephen Kenny is the best manager that a lot of them have played for, to be honest. Okay. Well, I think on. that's a valid point. Nick, you said they're, they're, they're used to this. This is, you know, look at the, the squad we've had, we've got and the manage, managerial upheaval with um, in football. They're not used to, they're, they're used to seeing the maddest things happen in football. That's modern football, leaving. isn't it? Gary O'Neill thrown out yeah. the door. I mean, that's yeah. uh, Mark Travers. And also very quickly, um, who has a contract with uh, Martin? What's that? Oh, no. with Bournemouth. Yeah, Jesus. Oh, yeah. Uh, Come sorry, on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no. This Give is a bit of breaking news. Um, this is Jesus. Will Smallbone's cousin has just signed with Bournemouth. So, yeah. So, cousin, cousin Will. Did you? Did cousin, you sign for Bournemouth? I, 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 I turned him down. I said, I'm too busy with this podcast. We're number five. <laughs> and I've got to get us to number one. So, I can't. I'm, I'm too committed. <laughs> yeah. I said, I, look, the lads still have my back in. I said, that's that's it. I'm still behind the lads. We're, we're um, Europa League. We're, we're, we're Europa it. League. He'd only podcast. fucking declare for England if he's going for Bournemouth. That's it. Yeah. Free Lions <laughs> podcast. There you go. Um, <laughs> but in all seriousness, I, I, I just think there's something going on. I think even with the strategy thing, and he wasn't in that document. Um, and he talk about him and stuff. The contract up at end of October and stuff. I, I just, I just think there's been so much upheaval for him, and I think the body language isn't there. And I, and I, I think some of the lads, as you said, are very loyal to him, but I don't think it's the most, most harmonious there, camp. And I think the FAI, if they have someone up their sleeve, 
I think they will be tempted to make the move. And I think, See, that's the thing. and one of the things why, just the other thing, is it could all tie in commercially because it's they need to get a sponsor in. And look, be honest, look who, who's going to really want to be associated with a Stephen Kenny team at the moment when they're not going to struggle? I don't when they're going to struggle. Partic- particular side is fair because you had four, you still you still sold like record numbers of season tickets. So I don't think that's totally fair, Martin. I think if there's anything to do with... I think a lot of that's... Sorry, Sorry, Dave, to cut across you. I think a lot of that has to do with COVID as well. We've seen it in, we've yeah. seen it with um, a lot of club, a lot of clubs um, in Ireland as well, like memberships yeah. and season tickets. They they've gone way up since COVID because people were starved of live football, and more people are buying season tickets. So I think that's a big factor as well. I don't think Stephen Kenny is necessarily the, the full factor for the season tickets. I think, but it's, I don't think I think it's exactly... live football. I think it, I think it's events. Same with yeah, gigs. But... You know, more gigs are selling out now than than before. Yeah, but know, I, so I, I don't, I don't, factor. but I don't, I don't think, think Kenny's the dry. I don't think but Kenny's don't, the the magnet. But I also don't think that the dearth of uh, corporate sponsorship is down to Kenny. I think that's nonsense. That's down to the FEI. That's down to the FEI. I know, and but like, down, I, I, I know, but if on. you have if you have someone like Stephen Kenny as Three the years. face of your team versus Slavin Billish, Slavin Billish is gonna is gonna yeah, but, but, attract but Stephen, more corporate sponsors. But Stephen Kenny was still popular. I mean, this is, you have to remember, this is three years we've gone without a sponsorship. We have a, a CEO who's come from a marketing background with the FA. He doesn't even live in the country and he hasn't got a sponsorship for the men's team. I don't think that's anything to do with Stephen Kenny. I think that, I think that's, I don't agree with that. Sorry. Because when he was popular and he was popular and people were singing his name, that, you know, and people, we were all saying, we were, we were all saying it here. We like the manager. We like the players. This, you know, and people were saying it, even that aren't on the podcast going, you know, there's something about this team. I like them. I don't think there's anything to do with him. I, I think, think it's down to the FAI. I think it's partly, well, well, the, the thing you have to realize as well is the, the FAI are years. very, very rigorous, rigor, rigorously washing their hands at the moment. And that's going to take years. But, you know, as I said, if you have Kenny versus, as I said, someone like Slavin Bilic, who, who mm. would attract, who would attract sponsorship and would attract attention and would attract, um, you know, d- different opportunities like that. I mean, it's 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 chalk and cheese, really. So I, I I don't think he's the main factor, but he is a factor within it. He's, yeah, but I, I don't think he's main. I think that's the FAI. No, but I, I I just come in and say, I think if John O'Shea was the island manager now, commercially, you're pushing John O'Shea more than you are um, Stephen Kenny. In Europe, people know John O'Shea is played for Man mm-hmm. United. You'll have that number name associated with it as well. I think you would. But, I, but I then, by that logic, then you'd never give it to another League of Ireland manager, then would you? Well, it depends who it is. Like Duffer would be a far more attractive but, proposition. Than but you'd have somebody, but then by that logic, you'd have somebody that you know isn't good enough to manage abroad. I don't but, think it's down to, I, I actually think it's down to the character as well and the profile of Kenny. Like, that's it, it yeah. You know, like he, he like, is look, a League of Ireland man. He goes to Ireland yeah. games, isn't it, Nick? And he's seen there, and he's seen in Teller and stuff, and that's amazing. Yeah. But you know, it's like it's like Brian Kerr again, really. Like who who knew him really, and who knew what he was doing? The pro has turned into there. Brian Kerr too. It has that. Bit, it has. It? Yeah. But look at Duffer. Okay. Look at look at Duffer's charisma versus Kenny's chalk and cheese. I mean, yeah. To be that that is one thing though that has dry, has driven me nuts. When Duff will have that media training from his playing days. He won't have that for management day. He won't have that Shem McRovers. So not Shem McRovers, um, Shelburne. But he has that from his Premier League days and has continued through. And Stephen Kenny, I don't know why somebody didn't get him some media training. I really, really don't. But anyway, we're going to move it on. Uh, we're running out of time. Interesting nonsense. Michael Johnson changed the game. He was so energetic when he came on. Honorable matches for Knight and McLean who were both decent. 
Mikey Johnson, that's the man who's playing for the manager. Uh, Darren Sweeney, after listening to his, Kenny, that is, deluded comments last night, just now is justified sacking. He has no reason to be there unless he's he volunteering. Even so, I would uh, still race uh, him at home. Yeah. Yeah. I would still race home. Has there been a manager? A worse manager, I can't remember. I would still argue Steve Staunton was a worse manager because he had good players. Yeah, Staunton and was worse. 100%. He was worse. Five two Cypress and scraping a two one against San Marino, definitely worse. Uh, Texas Longhorn Estepona. Wow, say that four times backwards. Guys, let's ask ourselves why so many good coaches have left during Stephen Kenny time because they don't agree with his tactics. No, they've been given better opportunities. I think that's all it is. Yeah, I mean Chelsea come. But sorry, not Chelsea. Belgium come knocking world number one team at the time. You know, you, you can't compete with that. You can't no, compete with Bar- that. Bar- Barry Barry had an opportunity to go to to a World Cup. Um, John Eustace had a management opportunity. Munich now, isn't he? He's Munich now, yeah. But um, you know, go to a World Cup. Eustace is is a manager now. Damien Duff, look, there's we don't fully know. We don't fully know, but um. I'd say there was a number of factors there. There's a few little rumors going around on yeah. that one. Uh, Kieran Conway, lads, no point talking about last night. It's like, as of Leitrim entered a team in TUEFA, you stole that from Eamon Dunphy, Kieran, because I read that mm-hmm. too. The issue is, Kenny can't communicate effectively. There's no passion, aggression, or aggressive attitude. Can you imagine dressing room team talk? He'd find it hard to motivate a spider in the web. Um, we have said it about the aggression. Now, I have seen Stephen lose a rag on uh, press conferences, on the Zoom calls. And we saw it there. When he gets motivated, he, he is quite inspirational. But yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying about the aggressive tactic. We, we've spoken about that as well. But as the lad said as well, he doesn't have any media training. So I don't know. Stephen Ring on YouTube. I know Nick might, mightn't agree with me, but I think the last two games have shown how important Ogbeni is to the team. He runs defenders ragged, chases for every loose ball and just gives the crowd a lift. He does. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I, I th- now, now, we said against France that his... Ogbeni's purpose against France was to stretch the defense and hold the ball up, and he did that very well. If you go to a 4-3-3, that's where Ogbeni can be very, very effective. So, no, I I think he's an important player. I don't think Ogbeni's end product is fantastic. I really, really don't. However, if you switch the formation up, if you go with a different approach, it might lend Ogbeni better to that kind of system. Okay. Are you going to say something there, Martin? I I was just going to say that I think, you know, you said earlier that Stephen Kenny isn't, a very lucky manager. I think it's actually been quite very lucky finding Ogbeni and even Mikey Johnson and having Evan Ferguson come through at this time because without them, they have scored vital goals for us and they've had influential moments in games okay. when they've come on and played. Fair enough. Uh, Blue and gold on YouTube. Lads, Kenny's a poor manager at this level. A lot of players not playing every week or at a poor level. What are you trying to say, Blue and gold? I'm joking. Uh, if not Kenny, who was available? FAI's probably. I think we touched on a few names. Slavin Village could be an idea. Um, that lad, uh, the Switzerland manager, what was his name? Pekovic. I, you know, Lee Karzi's going to be in the running as well. I think there's there's been so much mentioned. There, there's someone, there's someone within the media who knows that the FAI have him in mind. I don't think he's necessarily going to be the next manager, but it's getting pushed a lot from the UK media. And you know yourself, lads, we've seen it so many times. These these players, these coaches, these um, agents, they, they're all interconnected with the media and they, they drip feed stories and they drip feed speculation and they try and up that kind of hype. Same with transfers. Same with transfers. Okay. That's how it's kind of operated. So, you know, someone, you know, Carsley, Carsley will be in the running. He will be okay. in the running. 
Right, we're going to power through the last few. We've still got a fair few comments, so we're going to power through these guys, unless there's a specific question. Uh, Paul Cullerton, looks like we won't even get a playoff. We uh, Global football last night had a 25% chance to get one tonight with Poland, and Bosnia both losing, probably even have less of a chance one uh, after tonight's results. Uh, James Murphy, he should be given the rest of the campaign because we beat the lowest-ranked team in Europe at home. Yes, he should, James, and get on board. Uh, no, I just don't think you have anyone to replace him, and it would cost money. And there's no point in getting rid of him if you don't have anyone lined up. It's that simple. Uh, Darren Sweeney, Kenny has fixed nothing seriously. He played five at the back, which is not the way for shocking stuff. He's been doing so. Can you explain what he has achieved? I just brought are... through so brought through so many young lads. I mean, there was a good point made last night. I can't remember. It could have been Dan, Dan McDonald. I could be wrong, but he was saying how um, James McLean got his hundred cap last night, and already there's guys who are whatever 2021 20, and they're on 20 caps or so you know so under mick mccarthy there was a lot of young lads available and they weren't getting picked kenny has done that travatoni wouldn't pick the young lads either um martin o'neill wouldn't pick the young lads so that that was key that's going to serve us well if you look at john toshak ba- back in the day with the welsh he bloated guys when they were 16 17 and they ended up getting to a euros and a world cup from that so i think i think that has yeah. been a huge part of it. Yeah. He's brought in players that should have been brought through a long time ago. He's doing what other managers have done. Right, that's going to need to move this on. There's loads of comments here. No, no. Um, Michael Cooney, think we can get a point at home to the Dutch? 100%. All we probably get. Uh, Michael Cooney, Damien Duff, in with a shout as well. Agree there. Uh, Jack on YouTube, why should we write off another campaign just to give Kenny another free pass? We still have five debate games remaining. A decent manager could definitely salvage something. There is that. They either have to do it now or wait. Now's the time to do it. They're still in with a shout. The opening two, the opening three games. We've got three points on the board. You're gonna do it. You do it now. But if you don't do it, you might as if you don't do it now before September, just because then you got October, November. You might as well just see at the best campaign. That way you don't pay compensation. That's if if I was a businessman, that's how I do it. Um. Brr. Uh, Stephen Ring, I can understand the five back against the likes of France and Netherlands, but when playing teams on our level and below, we need to trust the team in a four at the back. 100%. Absolutely. Darren Sweeney, John O'Shea, that is just our problem comments like that. Uh, he has no experience to so let him manage an international team. He's laughing at you, Martin. Uh, maybe he should manage Man City too. Unreal lads. I, I, I think the I think the issue there with John O'Shea is if you're going, if you have a very young, inexperienced team or a limited team, I don't think you go for an inexperienced manager. The the likes of say Argentina, they Scaloni, uh, Scaloni, didn't they? And it worked out for them because they're such a, a good team. So I think mm. I think you get away with it if, if you're a better nation, if, if you're a little bit stronger. But I think if you're a limited side. You need a coach who can maximize that. And O'Shea has demonstrated nothing um yeah. so far that he can do. He might be able to do it, but mm. we we've seen nothing where I think I think someone like Pekovic could probably do it. Someone like Billish could probably do it. You know, if you look at years ago, I mean he's probably passing out, but Gus Hiddink w- was very good at doing that. He got the best out of um Korea, Australia, uh, mm. Turkey as well. So you, I think you need someone like that with a well, with a limited with a limited team. But I don't you, think an inexperienced coach marries well with it. You've got young players. You've got a manager that a lot of, you know, you've got someone like John O'Shea, a lot of these young players would have idolized, as, as Mark correctly said. It can work. So I know you're laughing it, at it. it. It can work. And Darren. and that's my <laughs> argument, why why I think yeah. it, it it could could be in, in the mindset of the FAI to do it. I think he's quite heavily involved with the FAI. Bringing him in, progressing him from the under-21s is, is a thing. And the profile's there, as I said. And, um, look, it, you know, it's, it, we're, we're kind of overemphasizing how important it is. Uh, the, the coaching kind of say he'd have coaches with him, wouldn't he? 
it's kind of how you look up to the person and how he can communicate with the media and things like that as well. And that's one thing that Kenny gets hammered for. And I think he would buy him time with it. I think if Robbie Keane had still been involved, right? If Robbie Keane had still been involved, there would be people calling now for Robbie Keane to be given the chance to do Yeah, it's jobs. just... Well, you have to understand as well, Darren, like, I know you're laughing at us saying it's unreal. All right, but you're saying that's, you know, the problem with comments like this. All right, here's the problem with comments like that. Who would you have? Who would you suggest, Darren? We're giving you a realistic option here. I'd love to see someone like Brendan Rogers take over. I'd love to see Jurgen Klopp take over. Hell, I'd love to see Pat Guardiola fly in on a helicopter and take it over, but he's not. We're just showing you. We're giving you an example of, oh, this the is level who, we're at. That's the level we're at. Out of what we think is available, this is what we like to see. Of course, we'd like to see Pep and Klopp, but it's not going to happen. So we need to get a little bit realistic here, Darren. So, you know, I know you're laughing, but and that's fair enough. But that's, that's why we're saying it. So a little bit of perception there. Someone did say Chris Hewton last night, who was having an awful time with Ghana. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, get yeah. him in. Chris Hewton, he'd be yeah. great. He did he's really struggling. Yeah. He's, still, hey. he's still playing the IU lads, isn't he? And they're nearly 40 or 50. And... um. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. We did bring him in. There's an opportunity for James McLean. I know he wants to take a play in another five years, but that could happen if, if he comes in. Absolutely. Uh, France uh, on Concubar? 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 Oh, I'm, I'm asking you last to help me out with an Irish name. Bark up the wrong tree Con- there. Concubar. Concubar. Um, is there no chance Kenny will be gone by France? There's every. Uh, sorry, France, if I have butchered your last time. We do apologize. Uh, I. I you know me with names if you're watching long enough. Um, there was every chance. Uh, there was talks after the Greece game that the FAI, not sub- uh, nothing, no substance to it that I'm aware of, but it was, I think, on Joe.ie, they uh, apparently had a meeting to discuss his future. So I don't know what's come from that. So if they have someone in mind, they'll get rid of him and they get somebody in. If they don't have anybody, they'll let him continue. That's... What, what I think we're all in agreement with that one. Uh, Mark Fitzpatrick, team selection was crazy for the Greece game. Yes, it was. Cormac Prendergast, up the Prendergast. Oh, good lad. Fair place, yeah. Is he another cousin, is he? No, he's not, as far as I know. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, that's such and such. Stephen Ring, if you want to look at one positive from last night, we scored the same amount of goals last night as Gibraltar, as we, uh, against Gibraltar as we did in the two games against him under Mick. That's one way of looking at it, Stephen. It's, a, it's clutching his straws, but it's, it's one way. I think that uh, was now, one of the worst teams we've ever had though under Mick, to be honest. It was shocking. And to be fair to Mick, he, he had one one job, and that was to get us qualified. Uh, Glenn Forbes, well done with the engaging podcast over the last two matches. Thank you, Glenn. Uh, not that Kenny will go, but would former Northern Ireland manager Michael O'Neill or just release Gary Neal be a good fit for manager? I don't mm. think Mark... No, my, Michael O'Neill's only in, and he's he's after losing the Kazakhstan, so no, I don't, I don't think so. Gary O'Neill... Again, like he did very well with Bournemouth. Again, it's a club. It's a club um, job he had. Would he trans- translate that to an international job straight away? I don't know. He's he's inexperienced himself. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. That that that'd be an unusual one. I okay. think he could have played for Ireland. Gary O'Neill, by the way. Well, a name like O'Neill. Yeah, absolutely. Is my grandmother's name. Um, Francis. He says that that would be very interesting. Was Gary O'Neill? He was. Sacked by Bournemouth yesterday after keeping the fifteenth. Although he did lose like four out of his last five games, I think there is that. But they were they were safe. Uh, Stephen Ring also just seen Luxembourg beat Bosnia two 0 in Bosnia. Shows the loss against him wasn't a freak result. There you go. It's justified. No, it's not. Uh, Dean Smith for come. Uh, Car- oh my God, I can't speak today. Cormac Prendergast. You reckon Dean Smith? That would be an interesting one. Former Aston Villa coach, wasn't he? Sorry, who's that? 
Dean Smith. Dean Smith. Yeah. Dean Smith. Yes. Yeah. Got Villa and um, yeah, Norwich as well and Leicester. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Francis again. I really hope Martin is right. They weren't playing for Kenny last night. Texas Longhorn Estepon Estepon Estepona. Yes, absolutely. Lost the players according to Texas. Darren Sweeney again. Definitely lost them. The passion is not there. I agree there. Texas again. The players are playing for John O'Shea. Um, they probably will <laughs> stick around. He might be. Glenn Forbes, would someone from the FA not sit him down and give him some coaching on how to handle the press conferences? Maybe they have tried. He's rejected it. I'm with Martin. I think he's partly lost. He probably, knowing Stephen, he probably has, he probably wouldn't seem like the type of person to go on a media course. No. Would he? Very quickly there, lads. He wouldn't, I don't think. Don't know. No, I don't think so. No, and, and he's he's reliant on the the media people in, in the FAI to help him out and stuff, and they're they're doing a good job with it. I think so. Um, yeah, I think moving that's, that's on. Where we are. Moving on, uh, Michael Cooney. We haven't beaten any bigger side away from home either under Kenny. I haven't beaten anyone really at home either, have we? To be fair, Dave McGuinness, how you doing, David? I think the training sessions must be very uninspiring. A week to ten days in Turkey, and they come out looking like they didn't want to be there. That's a fair point, actually. I really think his philosophy has no respect from the players. They don't want to play his way; they struggle with it. That could be me- mental fatigue as well. Not making excuses, but if you're in a place that you're not really inspired with, you know, look at Roy in Saipan. Lost the rag, didn't he? Your mate, Roy. <laughs> anyway, well done if anyone's got Roy Keane bingo in what how many minutes in are we are? <laughs> Not minutes, hours. Uh Martin Fitzpatrick calls me off in this window won't make the grad in the Prem. He won't, Martin. Fitzpatrick and Martin Prennegast. He won't. I'm telling you now, he really won't. He's not quick enough on the ball. And he got found out against Man City. Just saying. David McGuinness, League of Ireland tickets are up. All domestic events are selling up. I don't mm. um Think Kenny has anything to do with ticket sales? Ah, David, now come on. It's well documented in the investigative media that Kenny and his results have okayed a role in commercial entities not wanted to touch the men's national team. The League of Ireland, women's national team, and the women's national league have all had no issues attracting sponsorship. The uh, MNT, well, it kind of cuts off there, but I see what you're trying to say there. So I don't think it's anything. Hundred percent. That, that that's a huge deal that the women have. So you know, as you but, said, yeah. the the the, the FA are washing their hands, but the the men there, Kenny isn't helping the profile. Unfortunately, Dave McGuinness then says, "You uh, can absolutely not, absolutely not. You'd be <clears throat> bored to tears. Why would we go for somebody who has failed in his last few international? Sorry, his last few management jobs, David. You have to understand, just because he played for Ireland doesn't mean anything." You know, football passing by. That's why I don't get. It's like when you get. It's like when you get somebody in. Ah, he knows the club. He knows the club inside out. What does that mean? Sorry, just going on around there. Blue and gold on YouTube. Well done with the top five podcast. Thank you very much, Blue and Gold. Uh, but you're not in the big time yet until you make it on the Late Late Show. No. Um, have you, you been on the Late Late Show, Blue and Gold? Patrick Guilty's doing that now, so we might actually have a chance with him. I like him. Seems like a decent enough lad. Alan O'Donovan. Let Kenny see at the campaign, and then there could be no doubts. I, I agree with you there, Alan. In fairness, we have decent defenders and a good striker now, but midfield is a real problem. I have my doubts about Cullen now. He's too slow and easy to dispossess. You see, they're all coming no, around. But that's, okay, to my, my point on, thinking, Martin. No, Cullen the knowledge. Need, I am Cullen the knowledge. Cullen does not need to play against knowledge. the team, which is sit. That, that's the thing. He doesn't need to do that. You've got defenders doing that. You don't need to have him sitting. You have yeah, him but... in a game against France when he breaks up the play. That's and where gives the ball away and castles a goal. Yeah. Well, no, but that, yeah, but that can happen anytime. That that's the thing that can happen. So that that's where Cullen is is going to be. Like he'll be effective in the Premier League because Burnley won't be able to play as much open football as they do 
this year. That, that's it. They, you know, and he, he's they play a different, they play a different system, Burnley. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they play a different system. So look, he, he'll be a, a little bit like Matt Doherty when he was at Wolves. I think Cullen will be a success of mm. company right. and 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 his system, but it doesn't always translate to Ireland. Not all very, the time. Very quickly, Matt Doherty apparently on his way to Saudi Arabia, uh, joining his old teammate Ruben Neves. 26-year-old. Did he play with Ruben Neves when he was at Wolves? He, yeah. 26-year-old. Uh, he's gone to Saudi Arabia. Matt Doherty. Honestly, it was actually mentioned on the pod last night, but I, I, it's in the papers as well, so must be something to it. May not go through. Matt Doherty, which is very quickly, lads, yes or no? Would oh, you still pick him if no, he Saudi I, Arabia? No, I hate all that shit. You know, no. the, just the Saudi stuff, it's it's ridiculous. Sports washing to the max. Nuno Espirito Santo, uh, Santos is with Al Etihad, so I speculate that's where he's actually going. Um, but no, it's it's um, no, I, I can't get behind any of that. And and if he's part of that, no, I'd be, I wouldn't yeah, be too I'd, keen on them then. Yeah. Yes, no, or would you still think that was a great uh, move from Mar- No, I don't think he get let to go Madrid. It won't be a good move for him, no. And I think this is a key thing now for Kenny ahead of the September, or whoever the manager is ahead of the September games, is where these players are going to be going. Cousin Will, is he going to get a move from Southampton? Um, you know, three or four teams apparently in for him. Obviously, I can't tell you all my family secrets, but that, that's what I've heard. And um, <laughs> on the family WhatsApp group, uh, which Will's not on. But uh, yeah, I did hear that actually today. But, but yeah, not. look, a lot of these players now will be, uh, you know, moving on and and and, and going off to other, other teams and stuff. So it's going to be very important, obviously, with Kelleher as well. Would he... Would he put on? I don't think Bazzini done anything wrong, but I think, you know, just ask some of our players will be playing. Um, and just before we come on to the next comment, I just want to give a shout out to Francis O'Connor. I know you butchered his Irish pronunciation there. That's not surprising. You can't even get Ogbené right. Um, and with, with that, that's that's maybe by the end of uh, what's going to happen. Kenny's going to go first or you'll be able to pronounce Ogbené. I don't know. <laughs> um, but what I would say is Francis O'Connor. Yes, sir, play, he, travels, he travels over from um, America to watch oh. Ireland. And he was at the game last night in Dublin because I saw him on the scoreboard thing. He's also a member of Risk London. So I'm obviously going to give a shout out to him. Good but man, really good lad. And fair play. He was in Greece and he was in Dublin. So, yeah, thanks for supporting the pod. There you go, all ganging up me now. Just just because they're all coming around to my style of thinking of Cullen. You see that, Martin? See, I lead. I lead. <laughs> the rest follow. Uh, Luke Carr, not sure if you've seen already, but the Jason Knight to Bristol rumors are a good step for him. Look, that that's the kind of move he's going to get. That's the kind of move he's going to get. I don't. Yeah. I don't think he's going to get. He's not going to get a Premier League game or a Premier League move. We said it again and again. There's better midfielders out there that they can sign of higher profile and better quality. He's an excellent player tonight. But yeah, that that's the kind of move he'll get. Bristol City. I've seen Birmingham City, um, linked as well. John Eustace is there, isn't he? So yeah, it'll it'll be a club like that. Yeah, fair. Darren Sweeney. Thumbs up. Good man, Darren. I think he's agreeing with me there. Even if he's not, now he is. Dave McGuinness, you're absolutely right, Dave. Another one. Thank you, David. Uh, do it now, and you've half a chance of salvaging something. However, regardless of that, our seeding slash coefficient has taken a pounding under Kenny, and that has to be stopped. I Someone said this to me about the seedings uh, earlier today, and I'm, like, I'm not bothered by the seedings, to be fair. Anytime you've ever been top seeds, you're a 96 qualifier, you're a 2004 qualifier's We've always done terribly. When we seem to be the lower down we are, the better we seem to do. I don't, I don't think the seedings really matter. Not really. No, they, no, they, they do. They do matter. I they, it, it, it's look at the draw at the end of the day, but the lower the yeah. lower you are, the better opposition you're going to get, I, I regardless. It, it's never done us any harm. Although, saying that, Portugal, the, Nations League, the Nations League, the structure of that now, if we go down a, a group in that, we'll be, we could get in through that kind of route, the backup kind of thing through that, because we're one of the crappest teams and they want 
two or three crap teams there at these Euros. So in, in, future ones, in future ones, and that's that's yeah. the thing. Like you get a lot of bites of the cherry with this now. It's, it's pretty harder to not qualify. Hilarious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what we do. Uh, Dave Walsh, realistically, we ain't got the money to pay him off and hire a new manager. More chance of Kenny stepping away from FAI, sacking him, and ain't a chance of Kenny doing that of walking away. I don't know. Martin disagrees. I think it, I think September. If you lose both games and we're completely out of it, I think Kenny might fall on the sword a little bit and go with dignity. I'd like to see that then because then, I mean, look, I want it to work out for him, and if it does, fantastic, great, brilliant. Uh, I don't think it will, uh, but I'd like to see him go on a sword. I don't want to see him acrimoniously thrown out by the FAI or anything like that because I still think there's a role to play for Stephen Kenny, and if he walks away. And it's with honor, and it's not because he's been pushed or there's anything bad there. Then it's still a chance for him to be involved in the game somewhat. I think national level. No, yeah, you, you have to cut loose. There, there, there's other people out there that can do the job. I, I think I, I don't see the benefit of clinging on. I, I know I, people. I, I know people come back to the Brian Kerr argument. Brian Kerr won two European Championships. He got to a World Cup semi final. You know, there, there was legitimacy for for keeping him in, involved there. With Kenny, I, I don't see the point on clinging on when you can get I, someone else in. Okay, I personally don't see to think there's anyone else there in Ireland that's available that will actually do it uh, for it's people people all over the world that could do it. Yeah, but are they going to be able to afford them? Are they able to go, are they going to willing be willing Probably, to come yeah. here? Are they going to understand the nuances of Irish football? The, Probably. You know, we've we've always gotten decent directors of football in. You know, Wim Wim Cooperman we? did a decent job. Yeah, Wim Cooperman's rude doctor. Yeah, absolutely. You, you can see so? it in the you, yes, you can see in the underage systems, Dave. You can see in the underage systems that that all came from Coovermans and then Doctor. So do you know, absolutely, do you, know, do you know who the technical director was when we were winning like championships and all that? Under Back age. in the nineties, was it? Yeah, it's Brian Kerr. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, but that's yeah. Brian Kerr. Yeah, but I, I think Stephen Kenny could could still do a job there. You have to remember, I don't, I don't think so. We're we're we're, a, we're nearly a billion. We're a billion euros off right now i don't think we could attract top talent coming into the country because we are now and it's been quantified and the what, FAI can't what evidence back. what evidence is there that kenny can do that role like he did he did grand with the 21s as as a manager but what I, evidence is, is there I, to say that kenny can I come think, into a technical director role i think because the standards are so poor with certain aspects that they're, they're they're completely on the knee, on their knees we're 800 what was it 837 or 873 million euros so let's call it a billion euros away from having our facilities up to scratch and that's over so get him in because he'd be cheap basically um no get him keep him in because he's still doing it keep him in there because there's somebody because i think there's a lot of work to be done and you need somebody in there to set up the basics get him in there sort out the basics then bring someone else in what experience does he have of doing that he's doing it right now He's doing it right now. Our, our underage teams are doing well, aren't they? Well, they're doing. I, he's been in for the last three years. They're doing okay now, but I mean, they're well, you know. No, they're, 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 listen, they got to got to. They're they're getting to elite rounds of tournaments. So he he has been doing it for three years. You have to remember that. Yeah, but that's. And I don't think that's all. I don't think that's all down to him though. A lot of that is the the the, the work Rude Doctor. No, the 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 work that Rude Doctor did is still being seen now. You know, it, it is even in the coaching courses, mm. the whole lot. That's all mm -hmm. Rude Doctor's I, I think I don't think I don't think that's remotely down to Stephen Kenny any of that. You think you're you you'd be I think I and, and I actually think it's wrong to credit him and not credit Rude Doctor. Well they all have it's all progression. And it's and Tom Mo, the, the likes of Tom Moen, you know, Colin O'Brien, lads like that, they they've played a they played a pivotal role and they were there long before Kenny. Long before Kenny. 
I think the structure's been in place. Even like I remember Packy Bonner doing a presentation on on, on the, the strategy ages like 10 or 15 years yeah. ago. Probably he still took over for Brian Carer's yeah, and, and and then was bombed out. So, um, yeah, but um, your mate, um, and um, your mate. I know Paul Rowan's your mate. I forgot that. Um, you, you leave Paul alone. <laughs> um, but, Share a taxi we did on, on the way out of Athens. Yeah, well, yeah. where were you? But what bar were you in? That's what I was worried about. That's the lad who took you in there, was it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you anyway, prepared to out of this. The quiet man. <laughs> um, but himself. <laughs> but no, I, I think, yeah, I, I kind of get what you're saying, saying, Nick, with, with, yeah, there's credit to others as well there. But I think what Kenny knows. And perhaps why, what the danger is, if he doesn't see it himself that this isn't working, is that he, that you know, his legacy, his the respect he has for the other stuff he does, like going to League of Ireland, supporting that. I think he understands the nuances of, like, schoolboy football, how the clubs are. He's respected with all the local clubs and things like that. And his presence and known around them and knows how they all work, knows people. I think that's what he, he has to it. And I think what we would be in danger of losing if we just cut ties completely with him, um, and it's a horrible ending because you think, well, you're not actually good enough to be the manager, and we're not going to let you do that now. And it's, it's the same thing that that level of person going out the door and it's irretrievable. Then, like it was with Brian Kerr, I think that's the danger of it. Now, I know he's not the only one who does it, but but I think that there, there's not other high-profile people. I, All right, I, don't you, think, I know you've named some others. I don't think they're. I, I, I don't think Kerr and Kenny are comparable. I think the only comparison is that they they both managed League of Ireland clubs and they both came mm. in like Kerr. Kerr was was a mastermind. He was a mastermind, and and Kenny was in the under twenty ones job for a year or something. I like lads. I'm I'm involved in schoolboy football. You know, mm. obviously, coach a schools team. Um, mm. I've been involved with 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 a club as well in recent years that I'm not involved with anymore. But anyway, and. and a lot of the structures, even simple things like fixtures, they're a mess and they've been a mess for a while and no, nothing has actually changed. In fact, things have, I wouldn't say they're worse, but they're, they, there's no sign of improvement. I don't think there's, I think we mentioned this the other night, the, the individual clubs are doing doing great jobs. Yeah. Shamrock Rovers mm-hmm. are doing outrageously good work. Um, Kevin's slash Bowes, you know, unbelievable work. Belvedere producing so many players. I, I don't think... I, it would just be a token gesture to keep Stephen Kenny involved. He he has no experience at all so, of, so of, just of that him? development role. So we, do, do we just get rid of him? Because you know that's a clean sweep. But then we can't get anyone else in. Who imagine how if you? Or, how do you know you can't get anyone else in? You can't. You, you, how do you know you can get anyone? Is, you is, get is anyone he going? In. So so you sack him, but you keep him involved and you, you give him a massive pay cut. He's, he's no he's no experience. You move, I, but I don't. Stars. But I don't think I don't think he's the right man for that either. Like I don't think he is. I don't think he's got the, I don't think he's got the experience. I don't think he's got the credentials to go into three that years. role. Got his three years in the job. Three years as a, as an international manager. He's not a technical director. Which it's a full system. He has yeah. been. It's into, a full. It's a full systematic. The... No, it's a full yeah. systematic approach. The the manager, the manager and the technical director are very very different roles. They're very very yeah. different roles, and he, he but, doesn't have the experience in so it. So how are you going to bring in? So you're saying, right, we just get rid of him and we're, we're, we're guaranteed we're going to get someone else in to replace him that knows the nuances of Irish football because it's a very, very different situation from most. Uh, the football situation in Ireland is different from anywhere else in the world. It's a billion euros behind most other countries, even though we're a cash-rich country, and that's been quantified. That's out there. So you're going to get a technical director and go, yeah, right, we need you to fix this, but uh, we don't have any funding. We don't have any money. 
you know, you're not really going to get anywhere with it because you you don't you need to learn how to develop relationships because you know it's the schoolboy leagues, isn't it? The Leinster leagues. It's all. It's not. It's not a straightforward pathway like you have in other countries. The pyramid scheme. It's. I've been. Compl- I, it's a I complete said, clusterfuck. In my involvement in football, I've never come across Stephen Kenny, or I've never come across any influence of Stephen Kenny. I've actually, I've, I've actually cc'd like Jonathan Hill on emails about things and and different bits oh. and pieces like that. He's not, he's not involved to that route as people think. Well, maybe he should, maybe he should be. Maybe he's not, maybe he's more suited to. But that. Why? What? 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 Where is the evidence that he should be? Where is I, the evidence? I, yeah, I, I do get what you're saying. I do get it, Nick. I, I do get your point. And and I think that that's one of the things of you know they had these different people coming in, haven't they? The FAI of it seems to be below Jonathan Hill then, and this one's going to develop this, and this is the new strategy and stuff. And, you know, I, I just always have understood it as being quite complex, and you have to understand the schoolboy stuff, and you have to understand this mm. as well, and how the clubs all interact. It's nuanced. And, and I, I think, though, like you're saying, at the moment then, really understanding it from what... This is really interesting, by the way, I hope, for everyone listening. But I think... They're still um, on. <laughs> They're yeah, still, Nick, Nick, still I think uh, what you're saying... You know, if, if he's... For me, I would I would have thought he has kind of some influence, but I also know that most of the players who are coming through underage, it is from the Shamrock Rovers system and it is from St. Kevin's mm. Boys and Bows and all that kind of stuff. And that's in a way, just in spite of some of the stuff with the FAI are doing. That, that's it. Okay. You look at John, uh, John Waters. What did he go to do at Waterford? And he lasted how long there? Director I mean, football. What, what was he doing? Yeah, but I mean, that these roles, that the, they are, what do they do? You know, and... and there, there's some you know, unbelievable the, people on the ground in the FAI. Unbelievable, yeah. like t- Tom Owen, Colin mm. O'Brien. Unbelievable. They're 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 seriously good. And mm. other associate other associations aren't going to come in for them. But if they were to go to say the FA, they do an unbelievable job with them as well. Okay. And I and I and the point is, St- Stephen Kenny is a manager, technical director. It's it's literally top from the bottom. And I think, yeah, he talks a good game, Kenny, and he's very transparent. But there's a lot of people. Who are who are just as good, if not way way better. I, you know, I I think I think I think Kenny he is a football man and he knows his stuff. But I think the fact that he's so transparent and he goes through the tactics and he goes through the nitty gritty, we hear it. Where we don't hear, you don't necessarily hear Pep or or Klopp going through their tactics in 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 press but conferences. Not, but or but stuff that not like make that. him a good technical director dealing with grassroots and all that? Because I mean, well, first of all, what, I, well, first of all, I wouldn't go into too much detail because it, it gives the opposition a bit of an upper hand. No, I don't, I don't think so. He's well, no experience. Well, Dave, he's well, no experience there. Like, okay. yeah, but let, you, you let, get let, experience. Let, Brian Kerr had no experience. Anymore. Would you? Would you put Martin O'Neill into a technical director role with the FBI? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Way, way more because experience than Kenny. Yeah, but he has no. But I don't think for him. In this job, I mean, Jesus has run a club, has has run a couple of massive clubs. So already he's more qualified than Stephen Kenny. But he wouldn't wouldn't make a good technical director. Hold on, hold on. The reason why I wouldn't put Martin O'Neill in there and that specific manager is because I don't think he'd have the appetite for it. If if you're talking about putting him as director of football or technical director as the FAI, no, I wouldn't. Because look look how he treated the manager's job. How much the state treated the manager's job. Oh, they never accepted me because I'm from Northern Ireland. Bollocks. They never. They did accept you. You just fucking. You just treated the Irish press like shit. And when he called you out and stuff, oh, I'm going back to England to all my pals. That's why I wouldn't put Martin O'Neill there. So you got to be. You know, when you're asking these questions, that that's why I wouldn't give it to Martin O'Neill. Now with Stephen Kenny, right? You're on about Brian Kerr's mastermind. Stephen Kenny, when he's doing a 20 months manager, that was the same pathway, wasn't it? That Brian for a year. Kerr took. For a year, and then he was moved in. Now it's a different situation. He was moved into the seniors' job because that's what John Delaney wanted, right? Look at the job he was doing with those under-21s. Now, hindsight is brilliant, right? 
if Kenny had stayed in that under-21s position, we would have qualified for the under-21s, in my opinion, because we were phenomenal. That was the same pathway that Brian Kerr took, right? And Brian Kerr had numerous amount of years. Kenny was in for one. And look what he was doing. You could see what he was doing, right? Bringing in young lads. Brian Kerr had numerous chances, had numerous years, and he did brilliantly. Back-to-back, under-16s and under-18s European Championships, and he came third in the World Cup. Then he had to go with a top job, and he was shit. And he was shit. And I don't care. You can... You can get your fucking win thing and throw it out the window as win percentage. Couldn't beat a team in the top 80 with that team in a competitive match, right? Stephen Kenny, given enough time, he would have gone down the same route, I think, as Brian Kerr. I think we would have been competitive competitive at those under 21. So, yes, given the right amount of time, he would have had the same experience as Brian Kerr. That's my point with Stephen Kenny. He wasn't given enough time. Well, you you don't know because he only had one year, but you saw the immediate improvement. The immediate yeah. improvement. Did the under-21s, yes or no, improve immediately under Stephen Kenny from the predecessor? Yeah, but how many of Absolutely. them were playing how many of them were playing first team football for their clubs? Where where in previous years we didn't really have that. He for selected Ireland, the one thing I say is the one thing I say too. is he, he he selected an excellent no, a lot of them were, were a lot of them were playing first team. The one thing I say a lot of them were playing in the League of Ireland. Yeah, the one thing I say about him is he selected very, very good teams. And you would have had lads who were eligible for the 17s and the 19s. And they're sorry, maybe not the 17s, but the 19s. And he was calling them up straight away. And and I like that. I did like that. Where yeah, Noel King what... Noel King wouldn't like Noel King, you could tell wasn't interested. You know, he he wasn't interested. Great he wasn't out for. But I don't think you can I don't think you can come to a conclusion that Kenny would be a good um, technical director or director of football based off one year where he didn't qualify um, with with the team that was coming through for years, you know, that was developed by Colin O'Brien. Hold on. Hold on. No, let me finish it. He never that got the finish. Hold on. No, this is important. Dave, this is important. That was developed by Colin O'Brien. What's the point? He never got Developed by Colin O'Brien, developed by Tom Mohan. That 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 team was formed by Colin O'Brien. Yeah, that age group. And Tom Mohan. It wasn't developed by Stephen Kenny. It was selected by Stephen Kenny, 100%. Yeah. Selected by Stephen Kenny. I, I'll, I'll give you that. And he was big enough to, to call up the younger lads. Bazuna was only 16 or something playing yeah. under 21s. Absolutely, I get that. But but was he responsible for their full development? Was he responsible for those players' success? Not necessarily. He wasn't there long enough you're to, saying to he didn't qualify. You're saying he didn't qualify. He didn't finish because he took over the seniors' job. That's very important. That's very important that we state that because that's. Oh no, that's, that's fine. Yeah, no, 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 no. I accept, I, I, I accept okay. that. But I, but, but right. he did not. He did not develop that under twenty one team. I think he did not, I, and I, and I don't think we can come to a conclusion that he would well, make a good technical director based off that. I don't think you can come to a conclusion that he'll make a bad one either. Just quick question. There'll be if, better if, ones. If, if Steve, is this this is a little bit like the situation with Stephen Kenny? Is a little bit like. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer at Man United. You, you know he loves the club. He loves the country, right? He loves it. He's his dream job. Knows he's the club inside now. out. Yeah, he knows it all inside out to some extent. But when you go from that job, there's no one else looking for you. And where does Stephen Kenny go if he went from Ireland? No one's been knocking on the door to say, Stephen, come in and manage us. No, even League of Ireland clubs. All right, they may not be able to pay as much money, but no one is, are they? Where's he going to go if he does go? And I'm not saying I want him to see him go, but like that. What what does he do? That's you know, I admire him saying this is his dream job and he was he's gonna have a fair crack at it. And and I think in hindsight he'll look back and go, Yeah, I did have a fair crack at it and I and he got things wrong. And yeah. I think he sadly has been shown out of his depth in, in lots of ways. Lovely fella, I'm not gonna knock him for that. Brilliant. And I think the media stuff, I've often defended him on that, saying that's just his total honesty that, that as the personality he has, and I'd rather that in a way it's very refreshing. He doesn't shut down journalists, he 
he doesn't, you know, he doesn't. J- buy James McLean does it for him. <laughs> yeah, but but I think and I and yeah. I, I I really like him like that, and I think it's refreshing, and he's not a bullshitter basically, but he just seems a bit out of his depth for me at the moment, okay. and and it just worries me. And again, back to the point, I think the danger is he's dealing with very senior pros at very good levels with their respective clubs. You know, they're, they're professional footballers; they've seen it all. Mm. Do they rate him now? Is it? Is it? You know, we're as fans looking at him, thinking we're pissed off with five out of twenty-three wins. Are they thinking this bloke? Like what? Well, why players never blame themselves. Players never yeah, blame so themselves. Yeah, they're gonna blame. Yeah, we got we got to get moving on these comments. It's supposed to be only half an hour. <laughs> uh, fascinating stuff, Graham. How many managers would have pulled in Benny or Johnson? To be fair, he has done well. He has gone out and got some really good players. And Dave McGinnis, you can duff this number two. O'Shea retain Kylie or get Kelly back. Lose Andrews. Make sure. Um, you your opposition anal- analysis is on point. That manager in backroom gets you to a tournament or two and he's a management team for the future. Darren Sweeney, we need an experienced manager to bring you like young lads through. Grain final response to that. Go on then, like who can't wait to hear this. Grain Farrell mm-hmm. then continues with Dean Smith. Uh Dave McGuinness. <laughs> 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 Graeme. Um uh, Dave McGuinness, you think unbeaten as Ghana manager. Okay. Unbeaten, is he? I thought they. What did they have? Strug- no, they're struggling. Yeah. They still, it's, it's still not in their hat. They haven't qualified, and they're expected to have, have qualified um, in the teams they're right. against. And it's not fantastic. And 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 they're getting. He's getting grief from them. You know, nothing's changed. Okay, well, he's actually continues now. Drew one, sorry, Drew three one two. Uh, Graham Farrell, oh, Jack. Uh, just looking back through our results in Kenny's four campaigns, we have blown our qual- God, four campaigns. Uh, we have blown our qualifying chance win the first two games in all of them. Eight games, seven losses, and one draw. Dave McGuinness, mental fatigue is a good point in first. Another one agreeing with me, Martin. That must just eat you alive. Graham Farrell, whoever said Dean Smith can't be serious. <laughs> Darren Sweeney, the boys mentioned a few, but add Fark or Low to them. Y- Yogi Low? former chairman manager you know the thing is though you know a lot of these um continental managers you know the way uh, if you look at i was reading champagne football on the flight coming over brilliant brilliant book and love you paul love you paul and and mark both of them wrote it (laughs) Uh, you're just jealous because you're not in it Uh, um but you know the obscene wages we're paying irish managers like martin and neil trapatoni like a lot of continental lads they're they're a lot cheaper than that do you know what I mean? Like they, they will probably do it for a non-exorbitant amount of money. So someone like Yogi Low probably would come in and do it for, I don't know, 900 grand a year or a million quid a year. If they have the money for it, probably don't. Grand far more chance of getting Yogi Bear. Oh. Uh, Darren Sweeney, you happy with Kenny then? You're happy with Kenny. I think that's between Graham, isn't it? And uh, they're having their own little tit for tat. Believe him too. It's Stephen Ring. Seen a profile on Twitter looking to get one of the women's team's jerseys with the Sky logo to support them during the World Cup. And Castori are not releasing it with their sponsor. Good. <laughs> Didn't see that. But no, I would, I'd make the point. I was going to have a bit of rant about the kit. As you know, it's a passion of mine. Mm, but yeah, I went into... Pretty. I went into... Um, you know, I, I tried to go into a sports shop on the way up to the, the stadium yesterday and they don't, they don't even have it in there. So... Um, and we're in a virtual World Cup. I, I did see the also the story shop wasn't ready yet by you know where the old uh, club yeah. shop is at Lansdowne. So I, uh, Bloom Gold Rafael Benitez did hear a rumor. Did hear a rumor about that. I don't know. Probably couldn't afford him. Francis O'Connor. Cheers, Martin. Indeed. Cheers, Francis. Grain Farrell. Darren Sweeney. I gave him all the chances in the world. This is about uh, uh, 
Oh, we'll continue with this one. Um, Friday night was the final straw for me about Kenny, but Yogi Lowe, the FAI are potless. It's more likely to be fucking Tim Clancy than him. <laughs> Steve Walsh, Gary Neal's available, done a good job at Bournemouth when he took over. Dave McGuinness again. They do matter. Getting the likes of France and Holland, this is about the seedings uh, over and over again. Isn't that appealing in terms of qualifying? But you know what, though? As I've said about international football, David, if you have your house in order, and especially when the top three qualify, you have your house in order, anything can happen. Uh, you can Duff is number two, O'Shea's coach retaining. That is an old comment. That is actually repeating on itself. Graham, the European football landscape is changing in football across our level. No one is crap anymore. Chipotle excluded 201 in the world. Um, Dave McGinnis, Kenny's no track record in youth football. Dave, you're way off. Oh, God. Probably shouldn't oh. read the rest of this out. There you go, Nick. <laughs> David, we were, get, we were getting on. So well, I, I, you, you and David are buddies again, Nick, are you? Great pals, yeah. Yeah. He's not involved now. You set up. It's a myth. The youth setup was at ETP in place since Root Doctor. Kenny was not involved with this. It's usually unfair to Colin Rowan and Paul O'Sam, Tom Walsh, and others to credit Kenny with any of this. It's, I mean, it's it's regional, it's regional officers. They're um I can't remember the name of them, but they, they all have their own region and it's it's them guys who are involved. They might report to someone else who reports to someone else who reports to someone else who eventually reports to Kenny. But these guys on the ground have been doing a decent job for a long time. People are very quick to bash the FAI. But so, as I said, some of the people on the ground are, are unbelievable. Some yeah. of them are not necessarily the coaches. Some of the people in the administration side of things are horrendous. I've had really bad experiences there. But some of the people who come in and coach, we, we obviously where I work, we people who come in to do um, the, the grassroots um, Kickstarter badge. And they're unbelievable. They're unbelievable with the kids. They're really, really good at, at coaching coaches and they get their points across really, really good and they're, and they're communicating things. Okay. So there's some unbelievable people there, but um, I'm not, I don't think Stephen Kenny's necessarily responsible for, for all that. For the record, I wasn't saying it was all Stephen Kenny. I know that, I know there, it is a team effort, to be fair. But I just think the way it is with Stephen Kenny at the moment, that doesn't matter what he does. People just, because people just want him out. They're not going to give him credit for anything. It's just human nature, I guess. Uh, Dave McGuinness, take it from someone who has family member in youth football. He is not involved on the ground. Sitting in Tala is not being involved. Ah, he is kind of, Dave. Uh, it's sitting in Tala. He was managing senior football from age 31. Kenny will see himself managing a club. That's a fair point. Dave McGuinness, no English clubs will come in for Kenny. Uh, he will 1,000% go back to Dundalk. I think so. He's based in Derry anyway, isn't he? He's based Could, could get a, a kind of lower tier international job, a little bit like Brian Kerr. You know, he, he could. Yeah. yeah. Dave McGuinness, uh, they're a far better candidate. Same again. Under consideration for the technical director role. Kenny does not have the credentials involved for youth development. Fair enough. I st still think he could have a shout in for it. But anyway. Uh, Glenn Forbes, I'm not sure Kenny Siegel will let him do that, but it's an idea to have a specific League of Ireland specialist scouting and reporting on players. It might be an idea. I think there is a room, there is whatever way you want to um, put it, I do think there's a role for Stephen Kenny in, in Irish football. And I just would hate whatever that is. I just think someone like him, I think we need we need quality coaches, we need quality administrators, and we need quality football people involved in the FEI. And I think with Brian Kerr, he's a good football man at the time at the time and he was ostracized and we could have done with him in whatever capacity but i just don't want to see that happen steve kenny i think because we the pool is so small and dry in ireland we need as many people involved but anyway uh nick is right on the money steve kenny is not involved in youth structures please please understand <laughs> this mess all right david i get it <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> i'm gonna hear a knock on the door in a minute and it's like i'm gonna open it and it's gonna be david look he's not involved in youth football all right i get it 
but he's still involved in youth football. Interesting nonsense. Disruption with the background team can't have helped a settled coach team. Uh, coaching team brings stability. Graham, LOL. It's all LOL here, all laughing out loud. Uh, Graham McGuinness, grassroots coaches are, are um, sorry, grassroots coaches are career grassroots coaches. It's extremely technical. It's another area where Kenny would actually be out of his depth. Jesus. Um, Glenn Forbes, really good debate. Thank you. That's what you see. That's what you get here, lads, isn't it? We are the Green Machine Podcast. We row with each other and we row with you, as Nick did the other day with Dave. Well, now you're best pals all of a sudden. Great mates. Great mates. But you can have an adult discussion on here. We're not afraid to, to, to row with each other, to row with you, and to all hug and kiss at the end. But that's what we do here at the Green Machine. Uh, David McGuinness, the fact is Kenny will not have the appetite, money, my opinion, he will want a club job in senior management. That's about the uh, grassroots trail, I presume, because that's all we're fucking talking about at the moment. David McGuinness, care should have had a run in the under-21s first, might have turned out different. Care, he was the under-21s manager. That's how he got the job, didn't he? Well, he worked yeah. his way up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it worked as well. He worked for all them players, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and he was terrible. As a senior we had, manager. we had some, we had worse. We had Kinga, didn't we? In there, and we had, yeah. Um, but he he took over no uh, well. three oh late 02, 03. Damien McGinnis again, again Nick is spot on. He did not develop those under twenty one players who were already on the path. But yes, I know. But yet again, we had senior managers O'Neill Trap. He had great. He had some very good young players that they didn't bring on. You know, so you had to give Stephen credit, uh, Stephen Kenny credit there. Uh, Graham, he fast tracked a lot of players because of the age gap in the twenty ones. It was necessary. No manager, not from here, wouldn't have done that. The future will treat him better than the present. Good man, Graham. See, Graham, Graham gets it. He gets it. Um, Dave McGuinness is back to the dog place. All your money on it. He's got up there, and he will go where they. You'll go there where he's wanted. They'll do whatever it takes to get him back. No club across the water will touch him. Probably not. If he had a qualified, maybe, but. Uh, um, Shanko Brady Lug, we've got great youth teams, not much talent yet. Time is king. Glenn Forbes, can we not just go back to the Euro 88 crest? Yes, Glenn. <laughs> yes, not that bastardized version that Nick was wearing yesterday. <laughs> Didn't like that. He wears it to wind me up when we oh. met at Spencer Dock. Oh, say Kevin's Football Club, how are you doing? Oh. <clears throat> Dress up, lads. <clears throat> Ship shape. Uh, we are happy with all the Kevin's players getting through more on the way. Good stuff. St. Kevin's Football Club doing a great job, as always. Thank God I didn't say anything bad about the... Uh... Oh, good thing, Martin, you didn't say your usual bad stuff about the uh, kids' football teams in there. Oh, you want to hear him when he gets going. Uh, Dave McGuinness, the FA... <laughs> Look at you there. St. The Kevin's FA... Boys, uh, just, just to come in there, St. Kevin's Boys, uh, Wrist London, sponsored the team and... It was the team we followed them for their kind of early grassroots <sighs> football development. And it was a team that developed uh, Nick's favourite player, Jeff, and Robbie Brady. So, uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I'll have it fucking sewn up, don't you? Everyone is staying again. again. The FAI on the ground with measure budgets compared to the other associations do amazingly. Well said on point, Nick. Oh, Jesus. Can you not go back to arguing with Nick like you were the other night in Athens? Uh, Stephen Ring, just wondering, what are you making of the Kuwaiti FA's reaction to calling off the match yesterday? Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if he's heard this, lads. This is gas. New Zealand yeah. walked off against Qatar yesterday for the same reason. So, basically, um, the under-21s are 3-0 up, giving them a good old hiding, and one of their players racially abused. Was it Armstrong? Sinclair Armstrong, yeah. Sinclair Armstrong. Sinclair Armstrong. Racially abused. Don't know what was said. Uh, 
obviously not nice. And basically, they walked off. And the Kuwaiti FA came out and said, absolutely not. The reason why he was called off was because the referee said it was too rough. So we called it off because someone somebody was going to get injured out there. That's yeah, why. Sh- shameless scumbags. They're irrelevant in our in international football, and they're going to remain irrelevant in, in international so football. So are Kuwait. Qatar. Yeah, Kuwait, yeah, but, but Qatar just, yeah, look, I mean, we... As I said, I keep saying this, but watch the FIFA documentary on Amazon Prime, the Andrew Jennings one. And um, if you if if you were warming to Qatar at all, um, it would certainly put you off it altogether. And I'm and you know we need to see more of that. We need to see more of those games getting abandoned for those reasons because um, it's unacceptable and what's culturally acceptable in one country, and um, when the world has moved on, has to be. Um, pinpointed and has to be uh, highlighted, I suppose, in international football because it sends out a, a global message. Yeah, that's fair. Um, no, absolutely, right decision. Walked off. I mean, you know, absolutely. I see. Yeah. I see they are getting caps and the and the goal. The goals will count, won't they? Uh, I think that. I thought that was quite interesting. As yeah, well. I mean, it would have been a three nil. It would have been a three nil anyway. Hiding, so, you know. Um, moving on. Where am I? Shanko again. What difference would Big Sam make? He won't be able to produce with the players coming through. Don't know who did someone ask the question there. Dave McGuinness, uh, Kerr never managed the under 21s. No, it was the under 20s, wasn't it? It was the 20s, yeah. 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 But was that not the old? And then he made it the under 21s. Well, he done, hadn't he done 16s, 18s, 20s? Because um, I think there was. There was a twenties and there was a twenties and the twenty ones because the twenties were played, wasn't there? Was he the twenties? The 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 whole thing with the twenties is some countries have twenties and some don't, but the twenties do play in the Youth World Cup. So the Youth World Cup is under twenties, and then okay. the European Championship is under twenty ones. Yeah, I so I sit corrected, David. I always get confused the under twenty because they used to be the under twenties, the under twenty ones, under twenty threes, but it's all a bit mad. So there you go. Uh, Sebastian Knowlton Mick McCarthy has a lot of time in his hands it would be funny if he went from Mick to Kenny back to Mick I wouldn't put it past him I wouldn't put it past him at all um, St. Kevin's football on about Stephen Kenny in fairness he has given a lot of younger players a breakthrough yeah, I know we said that we said that the whole time to be fair yeah yeah. Uh, Dave McGuinness we should never commit to games against these sides at any level again yep uh, on about Kuwait and Guitar, I'll throw them in there as well. Discussing scumbags. I really hope this sends a message. I do hope uh, we see it in senior fixture or club at international uh, level. That's the thing. Would an Ireland senior team do that? I reckon Stephen Kenny would actually drag him off if it wasn't yeah. qualifier. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised to see us do that. Yeah, but that that whole under twenty one cap's been a shit show. You know, the Zambia. I mean, couldn't get couldn't get out or whatever. And, uh, and Gambon, then Gambon, Gambon, wasn't it? Or Gabon, Gabon, sorry, Gabon. Yeah. yeah, they they couldn't get out and then and could QA. So yeah, that's it. That's a shit show. That that camp. That was. I mean, you can't even blame the FEI in that one. Do you know what I mean? I mean, no, no, in the no way, do your, do your due diligence. Do your due diligence in a way as well. well now we know. Like, what, why is, no wonder Tom Cannon didn't turn up. Fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> no more in him, is there? God. <laughs> um. Wow. That, that was uh, so many comments there, guys. Thank you so much. By the way, at home, getting involved. Uh, we're going to leave the comments there, but so much engagement. Like we, we, we always kind of put a little time cap in these things, and then. But, we, you know, we try to be as... F- that didn't work, did it? Um, but we always try to be... We want to be fan... Fran, fran? We want to be fan-friendly. So if you've got something to say, we want to hear it. Let's talk about it. We actually covered a whole range of topics there we didn't even set out to talk about. But if you want to talk about it, 
we're going to talk about it. So we're going to wrap this up. Uh, lads, is there anything we want to comment on? Yeah, just the poll. So, uh, yes. The, yeah, no, I wouldn't say it's the final result, but it's the results as the episode is, cl- is closing out. So um, do you want Stephen Kenny to remain in the, the job? Kenny in 47%, Kenny out 53%. Oh, see, it's still 50-50. I know well, it's actually not it's 47.53, but you know what I mean. You know what I'm trying to say. Well, we'll, we'll get to is, we'll get to sorry, go on. There is a few Martin, bits. Are, sorry. Are you gonna interrupt me again, Martin? I am gonna interrupt you because obviously we've had the 33rd FAI International Awards. Oh, tonight. oh, sorry, yes, yes, uh-huh. actually. All right, Mr. Media Man there. Take off that lanyard. You sorry, Martin, can't hear you. I, I don't know what's happened there. Uh well Martin find, tries to find the mute button there. Um, there he is. Nathan Collins has won the senior player of the year. And actually, we have oh, we don't because my email is gone there. Uh, we have the rundown of the awards. Uh, young men's international player of the year was Evan Ferguson, women's international player of the year was Courtney Brosnan. No relation to Pierce, I hope. Young women's international player of the year, Heather Payne. International goal of the year was Amber Barrett against Scotland, the goal that got Ireland to the World Cup. We'll talk about that in two seconds. Uh, international. Under-21's International Player of the Year was Will Smallbone. And uh, men's under-19 is Sean Green. And Sam Curtis gets the under-20, the under-18s. It's all there anyway on a massive press release there. Oh, and Kevin Moran and Sue Hayden were put into the Hall of Fame. You figured out the mute button, where the mute button is there. Yeah. I have. Yeah, good luck. I have. Um, yeah, look, look, look we've, it's, it's, I've really enjoyed the show tonight, I just want to say as well. I know the women's game, just very quickly, I think we have to cover that they are playing Thursday night in Tala at uh, home to Zambia. That's the kind of pre-World Cup squad. Should be narrowing that down Vera Power as well. But I think it's a fantastic initiative. I'm going to hold up to the screen. This is a thing that's available in all the um, in the local library in Ireland, um, which I managed to get a few of them, of course. Um, and uh, you'd like to lots, lots, lots of pictures in this one, Dave. Um, not many words and not big words. So are the lift up, have the lift up flaps? Yep, they have. But is that, that one you got? Good. I think it's a nice initiative from the FAI to do that involved with uh, the, the local libraries of Ireland. So, uh, yeah, fantastic. I thought that was very good. And well done, Dave, for your lovely article in the match wow. program. Well, I, well, since I wasn't going to mention it here as it magically accidentally opens up on the uh, the exact page where my article is. Uh, 35 years of infamy. And uh, I I thought you wrote a piece for, for the program. And I didn't see your name in there. That's a shame. I, 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 the name's not in it. I'm not worried about that because it's a nice thing to have uh, reflected. <laughs> and my one, my one signed by James McLean. So uh, there you go. I'm going to sign my one. <laughs> for me a couple of it actually you know what there's a couple of comments there that i am going to read out because they are actually um in quite pertinent actually um actually 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 paul cullerton that's why i got the job i'm the most successful irish manager at this time that's not paul cullerton that is kenny uh that's a quote from john fallon's irish examiner piece for tomorrow's paper just went up and paul cullerton continues i've never speak I never even want to speak about myself like this. Stephen Kenny's unprompted 700-word speech as he fights for a job. Our manager embarks on an unprompted sermon defending his ability to coach the team. He's under pressure, lads. He's under pressure. Uh, St. Kevin's uh, come in there again. Hate to mention it, but three of the winners were Kevin's. <laughs> <laughs> well, done, well done, Kevin's. 
no, it, so many prominent players have come from there, to be fair. Paul Colton again. That's from Dan McDonald's Irish Independent piece in tomorrow's paper, just online. That was the one about the unprompted 700-word uh, sermon. And Chenko has asked you, Martin, do Easton sell the book, or did you just nick it out of the library? The books? No, they're free. They're free from libraries, uh, all the local libraries. In, in yeah, they're Ireland. free when you steal them, Martin. Did you liberate them? No, they are. They are um, it's an activity book for kids, basically. So, uh, And that's why Martin got one. Yeah, got a few of them. Quite good. Right. Um, lads, we're going to leave it there. There's nothing else to talk about. I've completely lost the run of my mind. We've been doing this nearly two hours. My arse has gone numb. You are. Um, it's been a brilliant week from a pod- not from an Irish uh, perspective, but from a podcast perspective and a page perspective. Uh, thank you very much out there. You've been brilliant. Uh, we will be back in September. We will we will be back with the live shows before that, and we're going to continue. We've had a bit of a break from this week back in the day, but we will continue that the following week. Obviously, we've been a little bit busy traveling to all the matches, uh, but thank you so much for your support. Even in Athens, coming up and saying hello as you guys did. You wonderful, lovely, lovely people. Thank you for helping us get to number five. Number five in Ireland. Just one more place, lads. We're in the Champions League next year. <laughs> Can we do it? Uh, no, but thank you so much. You've been wonderful, wonderful people. And we will see you in September. We will be out and about in Paris and Dublin. Uh, but for tonight, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much. If you want to support the page, you can head on over to the shop and buy a shirt at uh, greenmachinepodcast.com forward slash shop. There he is, a nice little jersey. And you can also go over there and get yourself some badges. Little badge kit over there but anyway um do his a like on sorry a subscribe on youtube facebook instagram twitter we're we're, we're everywhere and do head over to the uh, to the podcast podcast website greenmachinepodcast.com that's the greenmachinepodcast.com and wherever you get your podcast from anyway listen we're gonna leave it there lads thank you very much for coming on thank you very much at home for listening and good night god bless come on you boys and we will be back by the way if kenny gets sacked won't we lads yeah, this, this this examiner article was is massive. So everyone go away and have a read of this. It's interesting. But yeah, we good will, night. We will leave. We might be back sooner than you think, lads. Listen, we're gonna leave it there. Thank you very much. Good night. God bless. All right.